0: here we go
1: welcome to the nintendo power zone we are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best nintendo related topics as always i'm your host nice one and joining me is my illustrious co-host the king blues welcome back man
0: It's always good to be back. It is the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th. Nintendo just launched a direct. I am wearing a bright red shirt, for those of you in the uh, visual uh, uh, version of this, to celebrate the festive holiday tomorrow. Happy (laughs) Valentine's Day to you all.
1: Yes, yes. But uh, Nintendo gave us a great Valentine, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice, long, 35-minute direct. Okay, before we even get anywhere, if you guys saw my live reaction, Literally in the five minutes that I started the live reaction to the point where the direct came on, I gave you some predictions for myself and Mario After Party. Now, not for nothing, we weren't very on the mark with those predictions. They were Some of those were like completely off base, like we got no mention of those things. Uh, but there was one thing I did mention, literally right before the direct, is that it's time for Super Mario Maker 2. And how does Nintendo start their direct? Literally with Super Mario Maker two, and I was doing like a little stupid happy dance because I'm so excited about this game. This is the first off. What an amazing way to launch a direct with a beloved game in the Mario franchise. Like Mario Maker was such a big hit on the Wii U, especially when you consider how poorly the Wii U sold overall. And now on the Switch, with it being a far more successful console. Can you imagine the user base that this game is going to have? And there are so many new additions. And uh, I was talking to Mario After Party and we were talking about the fact that there are Super Mario 3D World assets Mm -hmm. in the game. Now, Nintendo didn't show it, but does this potentially mean that we could take this and use that 3D aspect ratio that we had for that particular game? Those assets are there. We had Cat Mario. We had the Bell Trees. Does that mean that Potentially, you could design 3D stages on a 2D platform. Is that what that means? We don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's freaking Super Mario Maker 2, and that's amazing news. And I can't believe it took them this long in the Switch's lifespan to, to give it to us because we're entering, what, year three now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're beginning year three with the Switch, and, yeah, they really held out. But I'm glad it's a sequel and mm-hmm. not just a straight port because we've got a port for that on the 3DS, and it's very lackluster port. I'm hoping that this new one has all the features that the Wii U version had and then some as far as online is concerned, but super excited. The What they showed looked really good, and slopes, mm-hmm. slopes. We didn't have slopes in the first game. We have them now. So stage designers, all you guys who want to become video game you know, engineers and designers – this is the perfect playground for you guys, and I- I'll be there, too. I will be there, too, making stages with all of you. So excited, man. What are your thoughts on Super Mario Maker 2?
0: Um, so this is this is my hype point of the whole direct. It's I, I know that they ended on something nice. We'll get to that later. But this is the game I was most hyped about for sure. Um, I think I've said it a couple times on the show here where um, the two games I want from the Wii U are Xenoblade Chronicles X and Mario Maker. And now we have Mario Maker. It's coming. Um, and, and they started off with the slopes. That's how they. That's how they started. It was just, hey, slopes. We heard of you. And that was such. That was a great way to do the trailer because it's it's almost like a nod to like, yeah, we acknowledge you need slopes. Um, as, as for the uh, Super Mario 3D World assets, uh, I, that kind of blew my mind to see them function in that 2D space. Uh, but when you're going back to the, you mentioned the 3D aspect ratio. We saw for like just one frame a sort of like uh 2.5D angle in the Maker, which was really yes. cool. We didn't see any more of that, and and I need to go back and rewatch the trailer. But I think I might have seen once, like one thing of Super Mario Bros. Two.
1: Yeah. Oh man, Super Mario Bros. Two was glaringly missing from the original mm-hmm. game. It was one of the things that actually really upset me about that original game. Was like, I know so it's different. not technically a Mario game, Mm-mm. but. The assets in that game, the, the way that game visually looks, mm-hmm. that like I'm, you know, considering that when that game came out, I was like seven. And uh I have like these very distinct memories of playing Super Mario Bros. 2 with, you know, all my friends as a kid. So that visual art style stuck with me even more so than Super Mario Bros. 3. Now, gameplay-wise, Mario Bros. 3 is a far superior game, but from a visual perspective, I actually prefer like the Two. Super Mario Bros. 2 art style or the Doki Doki Panic, which you know how it is. Um, we don't have to go over that story. But, yeah, I really love that art style. And I love the new user interface with the little circles mm-hmm. and you just kind of use the click wheel. I was like, that's a really good – and I'm wondering if that's for like maybe some touch, you know, motion control type of type of uh, selection. I, but I would imagine. Mm-hmm. That that looked really cool to me. Just, just so much to be happy about with the announcement of this. And I was – I love this because like you I don't know how you're going to design the stages in dock mode but I know for a fact that di- uh, designing stages in, in handheld mode, mode, mode is going to be, be amazing because of the mm-hmm. capacitive touchscreen. That's the one like it was you know it was fun to do it on the on the gamepad on the Wii U but, but you can only you have, have a, one input. Yeah, exactly. But now you have a far more, you know, ten whole fingers. Yes, you can do a whole <laughs> lot more with that with that capacitive touchscreen and it's going to make a huge difference in how well and easily you can design the stages like this this game was born to be on the switch and yeah i'm like i said i'm bummed that it took this long to get it but like you know the end results speak for themselves we're getting super mario maker 2 on the switch and that's a huge announcement and if you're not down with that i don't know what to tell you like oh uh, uh, but I, I hope they do so, you know enough different with the game so that people don't sit there and do what they did with Splatoon Two. Oh, it's not really a re, it's not really a sequel. It's kind of like a upgraded remake. Like I don't want to hear that. Like I want. Mm-hmm. The, I hope they differentiate this enough out the gate, and I want continued support, and I want all the amiibo functionality to come back. And uh, mm-hmm. can we get an uh, an eight bit Luigi amiibo for this game? That would be cool. I'm hoping
0: all the rest of the current amiibo also get. Uh, uh, skins, so we can have uh, Simon and Richter mm-hmm. in in Mario Maker. That would be that would be lovely if you could make that happen. Um, trying Yes. Oh! all right. But before we move on, though, I have to make two more points. Uh, one, I've been wanting for this, and it has not been shown off yet. We might not know everything about the game so far, though. So I'm gonna cross my fingers. Uh, but four player Super Mario Maker. It's, it's in all fun. the rest of the new Super Mario Bros. series, and it, you can make. Like, the Super Mario Bros. new four-player things aren't specifically designed for four players. They're, they're one players you can just kind of have three other friends. So you can just do the same thing in Mario Maker. And and as for, like, not enough power-ups, they give you just, if there's a block someone puts in a, in a power-up in a block, just have it spit out four for multiplayer. You know? No,
1: Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, before we move on, Taito, I now need a Luigi to go with this one. There is a builder Luigi now. I need that to happen. Get, get on it, Taito. You made this one. Make the other one. Yeah. All right. So I, as much as I would love to just do an entire episode on Super Mario Maker 2, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we do have to move on. So next up, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 3.0 update. Uh, yes. We know nothing about it other than we got to see uh, the Joker character model, which mm-hmm. he looks really good. He looks really good. Uh I am bummed that we didn't see gameplay. I honestly think this is the first time that they've showed us a 3D render of a character without actually showing us uh the character specific gameplay. And I understand that this is the character is a work in progress and you have to rebalance the game for his inclusion. So I'm not really going to fault them for that. I I just like this is kind of like the weirdest update, you know, announcement that we've ever got, especially considering like get ready for the biggest smash update in April and I'm like, "Okay, what are they going to say here?" Absolutely nothing. You're just going to have to wait and see. Just wait a little bit longer. Why'd you even bring it up?
0: Yeah, don't bring it up then, honestly. I would have rather been surprised when it happens, like I did the plan. <laughs> like, but go, going back to that, wasn't Mewtwo, wasn't his 3D model revealed with no gameplay? Yes, Was it just the render?
1: Mewtwo gets a pass in the aspect that he probably... We knew that he wasn't really going to change from his melee appearance. Like, and I don't okay. actually think the character got... I don't think his moveset significantly altered between Shadow Ball and... no
0: longer damages when you're charging, and I hate that. Okay. They should have... Mm, I'm very upset about that. Yeah,
1: but, but like his changes were very minimalistic as far as like how he he fundamentally plays. Like Yes, core, other than Shadow mover, Ball.
0: Shadow yeah. Ball was the one glaring thing that I was like, you can't do this to Mewtwo. <laughs>
1: You well can't. the worst part about the Joker reveal was it's like he was there, but we didn't even get like his face revealed and mm-hmm. that I was like yeah. we just looked at him from behind and I'm like that's cool trench coat. I don't know, it, it was weird. Like I said, I don't really fault Sakurai and the team. And like I know that they talk about how difficult it is to implement new characters into the game. It's actually like they have to like redo everything. everything. <laughs> uh yeah, they have to redo everything. So it only makes you know, sense that you know it takes them a while to do it, and I didn't expect you know anything pretty much until the character was coming out. But to not have like <laughs> just to do that cut that weird reveal, like it was mm-hmm. very unsakurai like, and it makes sense because he wasn't in the direct at all. Normally, when you get a character announcement for Smash, there's Sakurai, there's the whole here comes a new player or challenger, you know, all that, mm-hmm. and this was this was just odd, and then the we have a new update coming out, but we don't know anything about it, so we can't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. But there is an update, uh, and we're not ready to talk about the app yet either that we're developing for the game. So, it is what it, I, I thought it was a really weird way to break <laughs> yeah. up the record.
0: I, I wouldn't even included it honestly, and it's in my list of just things that were missing from this direct, which we'll go over later. But it was it was technically there. They they showed it. It's just we got nothing. <laughs> you know, fans yeah. were expecting the a new reveal or just J- Joker gameplay, and we we just got hey update Joker's model, kinda, and it's like
1: okay, yeah, like we've designed the character that much is done. This is great. That is great. Mm-hmm. So- I think you're being a little bit too, like... You know how we talked about transparency in the last episode? Mm-hmm. There is a such thing as too much transparency, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, but moving on, moving on. Box Boy uh, plus Box Girl coming to the Switch. Now, fantastic puzzle game on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually really surprised it took them this long to come out with a Box Boy for the Switch. Uh, really happy, though, because, again... Same reason for Mario Maker: capacitive touchscreen, meaning that if you're playing this game in handheld mode, this game is going to be really smooth and fluid. Uh, so, yeah, very excited about Box Boy coming to the Switch uh, and the two-player functionality. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah, that's like something that you you would think they would have at least had like some kind of like local, you know, mm-hmm. two-player for the 3DS. But this is going to be the first time, uh, and then you're going to get uh, QB as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't played Box Boy. They're fantastic games. They're dirt cheap on the 3DS. Uh, you should, like, what are they, like, five bucks a piece? Like, Probably. Like, I
0: think there's, like, discounts on my Nintendo, too. So even, they're, like, even cheaper.
1: super dirt cheap. Like, mm-hmm. if you haven't played them, get on them. They are fantastic puzzle games. More challenging than you think, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I I've... know what you saw, the gameplay makes it seem like it's, like, super easy, but it gets more difficult as it goes on. And mm-hmm. 270 stages is a whole lot.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I've only played the first one, and I wished it was kind of longer. So 270 will keep me op- pl- occupied, plus with uh, QB. QB, right? That's QB. Yeah, QB. QB, okay.
1: Q-U-B-Y, QB. Q- okay. QB.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, he, he's going to add so much fun being just so ob- oblong, you know? Uh, yes. QB, it'll be a great couples game to play with a girlfriend or boyfriend, for sure. Um, yeah, Oh
1: no, that looks like the perfect... like. There were a couple games, and we're going to get to the next one pretty much immediately after. There are a couple oh, games yeah. that got announced today that my me and my fiance we love to play puzzle games together. Uh, but most of the time, those are single-player experiences where she's kind of like helping me solve the puzzle, but she's doing it verbally. And we still have a lot of fun doing that, but it's mm-hmm. a lot you know, less interactive, and it would be more helpful if she could actually participate in that, which is why Snipperclips was like a super fun game. Uh, but because of the type of like <laughs> coordination that that game required, we couldn't really work it together. But a game like box boy and box girl, I think will have a, a, uh, a much more significantly easier time playing, uh, and moving on to our next like couch co-op game. I'm super excited about this. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting some new DLC. Um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was a phenomenal game on the Wii U got ported over to the switch last year, uh, And it's getting two-player co-op, like couch co-op. That is awesome. Uh, Again, that was a game that we played on the Wii U together. And she would help me solve the puzzle. She's like, hey, I think you need to go this way to to do it. And now you have that whole, I can just do it while you go over there and do that part of the puzzle. So you could simultaneously be working on different puzzle aspects. That's, like, super intriguing to me. I don't know how well that's going to work, but... I'm glad it's there, and the game is also getting some paid DLC as well, with additional stages, thus making this game pretty big. I mean, considering that the Switch version took out the Super Mario 3D World, you know, stages, uh, and added, you know, the, you know, a, a small number of uh, Mario Odyssey stages. It's really cool to see that this game is getting additional content. Now, the problem is I don't know how well received this particular announcement was, just because. I'm not sure Captain Toad was particularly a large needle mover on the Switch. I think out of all the ports that the Switch has gotten, that's probably the one that's the most like underrated. But it is a fantastic game, and it, it just it really goes to show you how versatile the Mario franchise actually is. That you could take such an obscure character like Toad and do that with him. It's like mm-hmm. basically a you know using Toad to solve a Rubik's Cube. And it's those games are just fun. If you're not playing these games, I don't know what's wrong with you. Stop Um, complaining there are no games, because there are games. You're just not buying them.
0: So the one thing that really just struck me weird about that, though, is is they gave Captain Toad, like you said, this is not a needle mover, DLC, but they didn't give Super Mario Odyssey DLC, which from a similar franchise but is a needle mover, one of the best games on Switch, and it's been highly requested to get DLC.
1: Well, I don't think anyone... Mm-hmm. To, to to kind of build off of that, another game that didn't get the kind of DLC treatment that I thought it would in this direct would be Mario Party and uh, Mario mm-hmm. Tennis. I thought those games would get some more DLC announced today because Nintendo really wants to like take all those, like, those couch co-op games and expand upon them. Mm-hmm. And those games were, they got nothing. So I anticipate they probably will get some kind of DLC later, especially Super Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey could totally benefit from some new dlc like i feel like we're still kind of holding on to hope that they're gonna make that delfino uh base world Mm -hmm. which nintendo please do that (laughs) but yeah uh yeah you're right like that game needs dlc and it's just not Mm -hmm. there.
0: yeah honestly i'll definitely agree with you on the the mario party super mario party like the four boards is just kind of starting to not be enough and you know the characters you know they're cool but i would think maybe some more characters would be fun like i don't know i feel like my party definitely did need that dlc uh to some extent plus like more mini games would be great as well but better um,
1: online functionality for mario party instead of yeah. mini games like playing the full board game mm-hmm. online would is would really that's help what that the game. fans want Yeah. Although that game isn't, it's not like that game isn't successful. That game has Mm -hmm. made its money. You know that game has been really successful. It's just that it's like missing core features. Uh Um, And yeah, more boards would have been great. Any kind of announcement for that game, like I still haven't pulled the trigger on that game. As much as I want that game, and I know everybody in my house will play that game. Like I haven't pulled the trigger on that game because I want more. Stuff to come for it, and once they make that announcement, I'm 100 on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else on Captain Toad Treasure Tractor and Box Boy Plus Box Girl?
0: Um, no, I suppose not. It's I find it kind of odd just that we're getting Captain Toads announcement kind of late. You know, Captain Toad's been out for a decent bit now, and to get the DLC announcement kind of feels kind of late. Like I feel like Captain Toads, like you said, it's it sold. It's gonna sell. uh I don't know if this will really pull more sales.
1: Maybe from the, with the, the only thing that might work and it's in its favor is that new bundle that they're announcing—that digital. Oh, bundle. Oh yes, mm-hmm. with, the, with the, all the DLC and the older, you know, the game and mm-hmm. all the DLC. Yes, plus you get to play one of the stages today. Right away. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, but I guess we should go ahead and we'll slide into a, a game announcement that super excited about this got announced at the game awards uh mm-hmm. marvel ultimate alliance 3 the black order first off before we go any further i'm a huge fan of this franchise and it really upset me when it went dormant for so long like they weren't like fantastic games but they were they were a lot of fun it's not you know not every game has to be mind-blowing life-altering for it to be a whole bunch of fun uh and ultimate alliance was one of those games they were fun and now you have the ability for local and online multiplayer Super excited about this! They're really doing a good job of tying it into like the MCU, tying in all those movies. Like obviously Thanos and the Black Order, like being really prevalent in the trailer that they showed at the Game Awards. Uh, Now we got to see uh, Captain Marvel for the first time uh, in this trailer that we got today, and she's got a movie coming out right around the corner. So Mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're doing a really good job of like tying it in. And now the only thing that is the only thing we really have to worry about is if this game can hold up to what Spider-Man did on the PS4 uh, back in 2018. Uh, I know Marvel's been really committed to doing, for the video games, what they've done with the movies. They said they want to build a world that interconnects with, you know, the only weird thing about that is like console exclusivity thing, but still really hoping that the same kind of dedication that went into Spider-Man is going into this. It's developed by Team Ninja. Now, they've got some really good games, and they've got some not-so-good games. So this one could go either way, in my opinion. They don't really have a whole lot of middle ground. They either make not really good games, or they make great games. Like, the middle Mm. ground is, like, non-existent for Team Ninja. So, Um, draw straws here. So I mean one one thing I
0: think is looking promising for this game that I was kind of concerned about before I haven't directly compared the footage from the new trailer uh to the to the old one at the game awards but the the gameplay I felt looked much better than it did in Agreed. the Game Wars trailer. Yes, I agree I with feel that like idea. I was kind of hesitant that it didn't look quite right uh, in, in the Game Wars trailer, but I, I felt much more comfortable with saying, like, this would be a fun game I could see myself getting now. I won't have to worry as much about the combat looking iffy. So yeah. I, I felt much more comfortable looking at this trailer. Uh, I well, feel like it's definitely improved from the Game Awards.
1: You know, and most of like my close friends have determined that they were getting this game just based on the announcement alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited about that, just because there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of games that you can play online with your friends. You know, you know, mm-hmm. on the Switch that are cooperative. You know, there's there's a lot of competitive games. You got like your Fortnites, and you got your Splatoon's and you've got the. Uh, Mario Kart? M- uh, Morpheus Law and Mario Kart Smash, yeah. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get into a game. And plus, you know, Marvel characters are are more popular now than they've ever been. Uh, mm-hmm. Just look at what Spider-Man did on the PS4. Just, it just, like, blew everybody's minds how quickly that game just sold. Uh, so, yeah, I hope the same kind of dedication, the same level of dedication that went into Spider-Man goes into this game because Ultimate Alliance, as good as those games were, like like I said, they weren't mind-blowing they, but I would love to have a, like a really good story for this game, you know. And just you know, mm-hmm. you got Thanos, man. Like build off of the hype of uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and, and Captain Marvel. Build off the hype of those movies. Like you're doing a good job with that. Plus, you know, you, you definitely don't want to see another like Marvel versus Capcom uh, infinite situation. Like I don't think I don't think Marvel can take that many more hits on the video game side of mm-hmm. things. Uh what's next? Alright, uh Bloodstained Ritual of the yes. Night. Mm-hmm. This game looked really dope. Uh it gave me Bayonetta advice and I'm like i'm I don't this is a franchise, right? i am like
0: No, so this is the so Kickstarter. This is, like new- this is the Kickstarter that started like around the same time as Spidey Number Nine, but instead of being the Mega Man creator wanting to remake Mega Man but different, it's the Castlevania creator wanting to remake Castlevania. Actually, yeah. So, it, and looking
1: mm-hmm. at it, it, I straight up said, it's like this is giving me straight up like Metroidvania vibes." Like, mm-hmm. but it also gave me Bayonetta vibes at the same time. Like when you see that I big see that. dragon, mm-hmm. when like when the dragon goes around the corner and mm-hmm. the character is running up the stairs, I was like, "Whoa, that's like Bayonetta meets Castlevania." And that looks, mm-hmm. it looks, if that's the concept, yeah, let's have that. That that would be an amazing game because uh, Castlevania, Metroid games, dope. Bayonetta games, dope. Fusion, yeah, let's do it. So, it's taken a very
0: drastic kind of leap than what I thought. I mean, from the original like, Kickstarter backer, whatever that we saw years and years ago at this point, this has been a long time in the making for this game, uh, which on Kickstarter is usually at this point a concern, but uh, this game still looks great. No one, I don't think, is concerned about this game being bad. Uh, there was a demo released for it uh, maybe a year or two ago at this point. Which showed mostly two D gameplays. So it was very surprising for me to see um, the the more three D like camera angles and some of those more crazy power ups, which all look great, by the way. Those power ups look phenomenal. Um, but uh, uh, then we also got the remake of the game uh, Ca- Castlevania uh, Bloodstained. Um, um, not Ritual of the Night. I forgot. Uh, um, I don't know. I forgot. It's it's the DMake. It released, you know, earlier this year, but it was made by um um is it Inti Creates. I want to say, uh, and Inti Creates. They did a great job with uh with uh I want to say it's Inti Creates, uh, Gunvolt, uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt, as well as the D-make for Mighty Number no. Nine, uh, Mighty Gunvolt, which was much better. What? Yes, Plus Curse of the, moon, of the moon. Thank you. Mm-hmm, that's the one. So, and while that game was great. Uh, absolutely beautiful kind of short but still great uh it's you can't use that to judge the quality of this game because it's made by Inticreates, creates which has a great track record honestly yeah, so dude, yeah dude, especially it with it the makes
1: if a world for Inticreates, creates mighty number no. nine would be an even bigger like the flop of mighty number no. nine would sting a lot worse but they <laughs> them kind of resurrecting mm-hmm. that character like saving that character from keji inafune
0: well they didn't even save it because that game came out like years before mighty number no. nine even hit so it came out with the D Make first and then they my number no. nine flops years later and they make it a, a deluxe version of the remake or the D Make, pretty much uh which did much better and was a much better game than my number no. nine was unfortunately yeah.
1: no the game just blew my mind i was like when i was looking at the gameplay i was like this looks so much fun this is the type of games that we need on the switch like We're Mm -hmm. we're starting to see a a bunch of games that just fit so perfectly on the Switch. And this one, just right up there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and it just, like I said, like it has like that, it has like that flair of Bayonetta, but it also has like that, that game design style that.
0: that, You uh, love in Metroidvania.
1: Yeah. And that's just what you need right now. We need like games like that, that challenge like, you know, our expectations because mm-hmm. it could have just been a straight-up, like, Metroidvania. And that would have been, mm-hmm. that would have been palatable as well. Like, I don't think anybody would complain about that. But mm-hmm. you, when you go into, like, that 3D, like, you know, ratio, it's like everything just – it made that game pop. Because originally I was like, okay, cool, Metroidvania. Then you see that part of the dragon comes around the corner, and you're like, holy shit. This is mm-hmm. not your standard Metroidvania. Metroidvania. This, mm-hmm. this is on some next-level game design. And could you imagine – what how okay how good was the uh metroid game on the three uh samus returns on the 3ds it was amazing Mm -hmm. how and, and they made and they took some liberties with that game they took newer metroid aspects and tossed them into you know that old game boy game and that made that game far better than the original version like return of samus good game samus returns far superior and i'm not just talking from a gra- graphical aspect i'm talking about gameplay it's better because of the changes that they've made especially to the combat
0: i i wish i was better at the game i beat it but i sucked i had so I many terrible. confusing game overs.
1: dude that that once that one part with the freaking wheel of doom mm-hmm. like i don't know it I took got... me like, like a million tries that was just i was like i'm what? bad
0: but it took me even longer to like figure out how to what to do after that part was even worse for me. I was so stuck after after all this continues, now what do I even do? <laughs>
1: My problem was I hadn't played that game since the original Game Boy version. So I had no idea where to go. Even though the map was like w- almost one for one, like I was like, what what do I do? I was like, I beat this game when I was like twelve. Why? Why can't I do it at <laughs> thirty-four? It's a hard game. Metroid games and and, and Castlevania games—they are hard games, but they're some of the most rewarding games once you've beaten them. Like you, mm-hmm. you feel rewarded, like because you knew it took you something. All right, but let's let's go ahead and move yes, on. Yes, move on. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say if I if back? Oh, you weren't born in eighty-nine. All right, so let me so. If you came back in time in 1989, when I was given my first Game Boy, so I, that was my sixth birthday, my sixth mm-hmm. birthday. Sixth, if you okay. traveled from the future Terminator style okay. and told me that the Tetris game that comes with my Game Boy was going to play something like Fortnite. Which didn't exist then. My, my first question would be, what's Fortnite. And once you've explained the whole 99 versus one aspect, you know, concept to me, I would be like, you're a liar. But that's what's happening. We're getting Tetris 99, which is a Battle royal Tetris style game. It's literally the Fortnite of Tetris. And for some reason, I am ecstatic that this is a thing. Like, first off, I love Tetris. I play Tetris on my phone every day. First, because it helps with my anxiety. Um, so it helps put me in a good place. But aside from that, I have always loved Tetris. I have sunk so many hours into my Game Boy back back when I was a kid when I wasn't trying to steal it back from my dad, who was also playing Tetris. Love the fact that this is a thing. Love the fact that it's a free download. Love the fact that I can play against 99 people. It's stupid, but it's stupid in the most perfect way thoughts
0: um so i i'm not entirely sure if i can confirm this but i'm pretty sure i actually heard like ages ago back when like the whole battle royale everyone's gonna make everything battle royale from now on like when that whole craze was going on like and it's like oh everything will have a battle royale mode i think i think people were memeing about the tetris game getting a battle royale and now it actually happened and, and that's memes have gone too far <laughs> they, they listen to that and they're like we can do this Tetris, we can make Tetris Battle
1: Royale. But it's it's so stupid. It's so mm-hmm. stupid, but it's so perfect. Like, how mm-hmm. can something that stupid, like, just get you that? It got me so excited. I was like, why am I so excited about this? Like, I remember what it was like winning my first match of Fortnite. Like, I had a freaking me- meltdown. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what it would be like if I win my first, like, 99-man Tetri- Tetris match. I think I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's mean- just, It's so stupid. The one thing that like is
0: concerning to me is just the distribution of the trash Tetris blocks. Well, I want to say garbage previews for a second. The trash Tetris blocks. Um, I don't know exactly how those will be divided and distributed with ninety nine players, and if I will get all ninety eight people's trash on my board <laughs> could be that very be, concerning.
1: It would be bad. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to brush up on those Tetris skills. Yes. I've been playing a lot on my phone lately.
0: I'm my my best friend. I th- I think I've talked about him before. Uh, he he's one of the best Tetris players I've ever seen. He was like ranked number two or three, just like in the local area in Puyo, Puyo Tetris. Tetris. Um, and he he has played not too much so far, but he's taken third. I think he only played one game. He took third in it, which was impressive for a first game. Mm-hmm. So it's super cool. I'm glad to see. It. I won't play it too much. I'm not that big of a Tetris nut because whenever I play Tetris, my friend wants to play, and then I get I just lose. Not, not, I need to practice, but I'm like, well, what's, what's the point? He, all he plays is Tetris.
1: I just gotta put the game on mute. Play in handheld mode where he can't see you. What are you <laughs> playing? Horror Odyssey? No, I, I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's such a stupid announcement. But, but it's hype. Yeah, but, but it's also, there's one thing that I, I have to kind of point out. Nintendo's versions of Tetris are always better than everybody else's versions of Tetris. Like, you had the original Game Boy one, which mm-hmm. obviously, you know, amazing. But then if you think about Tetris DS, phenomenal. Tetris, attack. Tetris attack, like Tetris 2 with the exploding blocks. Like, te- Nintendo does Tetris better than anyone. And I know that, that sounds like a stupid sentence because it's like Tetris is Tetris, Tetris is Tetris. But no, Nintendo's versions of Tetris are always more fun. And this really capitalizes on that, so I'm excited for that.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say the director of the Luminous series has recently made Tetris Effect, which is a VR Tetris game on PlayStation, and mm-hmm. you can not only do a Tetris, you can do a Dodecatris, I think is what it's called, which isn't even a word, but it's like the it's like twelve <laughs> twelve line clears. So I think it's twelve. I don't know. All in one. <laughs> So you can do it at yeah. Actress. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's too much for my brain. <laughs> yeah. All right. So off of a game that I was super excited about to a game that I'm just like, okay, well, I guess if you're a fan of the franchise, this might make you happy. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Remaster, uh, which comes with Liberation.
0: We so- did talk about this last episode as well.
1: We did. We did. So this last week it was rumored. We t- well, last episode we talked about it. It was still in conjecture. It's confirmed mm-hmm. today. So know glad to see Ubisoft is still supporting the Switch. Uh mm-hmm. not the best game to do that with. Uh mm-hmm. you're you're figuring out a way to make Assassin's Creed 4 run through like some kind of Steam based service, you know, on the Switch. Let's just can we just do that? Can we just do that instead? Like like I, I'm not a huge huge fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise. Like I kind of like live. Play, you know I, I live that series kind of vicariously through my friends I kind of watch mm-hmm. them play and every now and then I get my hands on it but like they're good enough games in my mm-hmm. opinion like the, the first few games were, were amazing yeah. the more they annualize the franchise and this is Assassin's Creed 3 is kind of part of that annualize the franchise like mentality that's like where they like it lo- the game the franchise lost this luster and you know looks like Assassin's Creed 4 is like kind of really put a lot of shine back on the franchise and then we get uh, Assassin's Creed 3 remaster on the Switch, and that kind of, like, why? I don't know. It's just, I, I just can't get excited about this game. I know it's a good game, like, but I'm j- I just can't bring myself to get excited about it because it was like a Wii U launch title.
0: hmm I mean, I'm uh, kind of with you there.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know what? We might as well stick with Ubisoft while we're here. Uh, okay. Something I am excited about. Starling Battle for Atlas getting more Star Fox content the mm-hmm. rest of a uh, star wolf team is going to have their own little story, uh, mode, which yes. Thank you. Ubisoft. Can we get figures for those guys too? Can I, I get oh. a, Falco? please let me get a, Falco, uh, you know, a Falco, a Peppy and a slip. Um, you can wait a little bit on slippy, but I'll still take the slippy one. And get, now yeah. Ro-
0: Rob wasn't confirmed though. And I kind of yeah. want Rob to be confirmed,
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, super happy that this is happening. Uh, first off, Starlink has been getting support out the butt. Uh, like, mm-hmm. If you haven't been paying attention to Starlink Battle for Atlas since the game came out, you have missing out on a whole lot of content. Uh, they are been... a racing mode.
0: Yes! It's, yeah. it's, it's the Star Fox racing. We all want it. Exactly. <laughs> Retro, where are
1: you at? <laughs> well, well, Retro's working on Metroid right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but still, like... There's been a slew of content that has, you know, sneakily been released for this game, and this was a big announcement. This keeps showing the more stuff that they announce for the Switch version, it just keeps adding to the fact that the Switch version, while not the prettiest version, is still the definitive edition. Mm -hmm. If you don't have this game on the Switch, you are missing out on a lot of content. Now you're missing out on on story content,
0: Mm -hmm. like further story and, content yeah, and, and, the, and the star Wars,
1: you know the star fox storyline that they had in that you know in the main game was really good so i expect this to be of this you know equal caliber maybe even a little mm-hmm. bit better because now you have like more of both teams at play uh which is i really like that about starlink was that you that you did have the star fox team as an assist but I would like for them to play more prominent roles in the story. Plus if we can get more ships and, you know, little character pieces out of it, even better. Yeah, come on now. Could you imagine having a whole mini Star Fox team? I yeah. would love
0: that, but I also just wanna see much more of just more Starlink pilots and ships. Uh, you know, you look at Skylanders and, and Disney Infinity, they're always putting out or rather they were always putting out, you know, more stuff, more figures, more, more vehicles, etc. Yeah. into their games. And that's not really the case for Starlink.
1: I agree, agreed. Uh yeah, but here's the thing, like Ubisoft has done like a really good job of like writing that line of of knowing like when is what is too much? That's the mm-hmm. one thing I would give them credit for, like, because Skylanders and Disney Infinity, they just didn't stop, and they ran themselves into the ground. Uh, Disney Af- with. Especially with Disney Infinity, because the way they were releasing their characters, the staggered way they did it, it made it really hard or to, to just enjoy that game, especially if, like, you a specific characters. Um, tell... I didn't even get into Disney Infinity until the second game um and the way they, they released the the extra content for Marvel was painful. Just it was painful. painful. Mhm.
0: But I I still think it would have been great to see that revisited just more accessible cuz you know even though it's a very hard entry barrier upkeep barrier etc for that game there's a lot of good in it the toy box world is great you're seeing all these great disney characters and i would like to see that revisited it's a shame they had to cancel they had a lot of good content coming still too uh that they just what's can. The,
1: what's worse about it is is that like now there's a brand new toy line exclusive to disney stores that uses that art style which just kind of like First off, that's brilliant, but it also, like, it brings back the memory that, like, that's a, game, yeah, that's a game that I won't be able to play anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think Starlink has done a good job of, like, figuring out how many characters is enough. But I, you're right. Like, at this point, like, I've beaten the game. You know, I've, I've gotten all the extra ships. I've gotten all the extra pilots and the extra uh, weapons upgrade. It would be nice to see some more, uh, especially if you're going to keep updating the game uh, with mm-hmm. this much content. Because, man, the racing stuff, you know... Obviously, you're going to be able to shoot each other down. Mm-hmm. So, let's have some crazy weapon combos. Uh, but before we, you know, before we move on, I do want to say that Starlink: Battle for Atlas is a super, super good game. Uh, this extra content is is going to really increase this franchise. If if they can continue, if this stuff mm-hmm. does well, we can see this game become a franchise. But guys, keep in mind that this is a super cheap game right now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking I've at NFL- clearance bins. On Amazon it's listing at 2539. Mm-hmm. 2539.
0: So for the for the Switch uh version. I
1: overpaid. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, so did I. But yeah, I enjoyed that game. I don't feel I don't regret the purchase. It's just mm-hmm. super cheap right now. So yeah, now's the time to buy it because you're getting extra extra Star Fox content and the game is super cheap. So yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Get the game, going- enjoy the game, and enjoy all this extra content that they've steadily put out for the game. Going back to Disney Infinity real quick,
0: uh, we got Disney Soon Soon Party, right? That was announced. I'm sure. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah, that game. Uh, first off, I, I do want to say this. As little as I care about that game, another game that's going to use the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. And in a more unique way than the others, this game supports vertical gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's I was very surprised. So that is really cool. So if you guys uh, bought that Kickstarter with the, uh, with the vertical mm-hmm. stand. Vertical, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: More you stuff you need to do. Mm-hmm. You have a game, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It might not be the game you want. It might not be the game you need. But you have a game that plays in vertical mode out of the box. Yeah, that's it's a silly game, but uh, yeah. I mean, the Switch has been a runaway success. It's not surprising to see, like, a mobile-style game make its way Mm -hmm. onto the Switch. I'm actually surprised that there aren't more mobile-based games. Like, how easy would it be for Nintendo to port Dragalia Lost or Super Mario Run or any of their Fire Emblem Heroes? How easy would it be for, you know, them to take those mobile games and put them on the Switch as a could you I, I, fire Emblem specifically i think would make a crap ton of money on the switch mm-hmm. i mean that obviously that's the most successful game they've had you know in the mobile space
0: i want less gotchas on my switch if i'm playing my switch i don't want gotchas
1: <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll well, pay
0: 60 for the game and just get every single character i will do that
1: but you know like, I, like dragalia lost uh out of all the games that they uh, Nintendo has on its mobile, I feel like Dragalia Lost could really benefit from a console iteration. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, you know, I'm not surprised to see a mobile game on the Switch. I'm just more surprised that it's, like, a really strange one. Um, yeah. It's, like, a Cranny Curse-style game uh, on the Switch. But, hey, if Disney Suicide is, like, oddly popular. Like, like really Oddly popular. I don't get the, you know, I guess it's, I don't know. I think it's a little too kawaii for me. Like I'm if not it, into that whole style.
0: If it falls to a good price, I will probably pick it up just because there's at my local arcade. There's a, there's a soon soon machine. We can win the toys and I, I want to play, but I'm like, I don't want to waste money playing and not knowing what I'm doing. Cause I, I don't know what I do with that game. So I can learn the game on the switch and then be like, okay, now give me all those toys in that machine. I'm, I'm coming home rich. You're muted.
1: Yeah, I see that. <laughs> at least my, my computer at least gave me the notification. Hey, you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, you know, like, hell, I don't know. Maybe. It, it, if it gets down to something like $4.99, I can see myself getting that as an impulse buy, just mm-hmm. something to play on the go. And it uh, is like
0: it's got party games like air hockey. <laughs> in yeah. case you wanted that. <laughs>
1: It's weird. It's weird. Uh Disney's whole like video game initiative has been weird ever since they stopped making their own games. Like mm-hmm. uh, we don't need to get into the whole Star Wars thing.
0: No, we, we can stop with just Infinity and Soon soon. We can just stop <laughs> yeah. there.
1: So let's let's go ahead and talk about Hellblade's Cinema Sacrifice coming out on the Nintendo Switch. This is a massively popular game. This game won so many awards and we're going to have our own version of the switch. Now, it's what, 2 years too late? You know. Well, no, it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but it's it's 2 years later. And I think everybody who was going to play that game, played that game on the PS4, Xbox, Steam, uh but if you haven't played that game, this is this is definitely going to be a game if you're into like, you know, stuff like Norse mythology and you know, a whole lot of like uh, in-depth character, like, uh, study. Th- like, for real, this is a really in-depth character study of a game. This game explores psychosis. Like, to a grand degree. That To the point where they actually have people who suffer from psychosis like, describe h- their symptoms. And then mm-hmm. they found a way to try to you know, they did their best to implement that into the game. Uh, Didn't this game get, like, nominated for, like, Impact Award? uh, In the 2018 or 2017, I'm pretty sure this game got put up there for, like, the Impact Award, or it was nominated. Now, if you think about that, the games that normally get nominated for Impact Award at the Game Awards, those games explore some really deep, deep, like, uh, topics. Like, you had that one game where the guy described what it's like to have a child born with cancer, and how the family dealt with that, and it really you just dive into the minds of these characters and Hellblade, uh Center with sacrifice does the same thing through you know something as terrifying as psychosis. Uh and the game really a lot of people love this game. It's look at the award list for this game. It's tremendous. So this is a really good get for people on the Switch. Uh I'm wondering if the impact might be lost uh, playing in handheld mode though. This this is a game that I feel like handheld mode is a detriment because it's such a serious topic and it's like like the, the content is like so matured i feel like you might lose something uh of the of that some of that by playing it in handheld mode uh and i know people who mostly play, a lot of people i know exclusively play their switch in handheld mode so i don't know how that's gonna work
0: i mean so i'm gonna instantly counter your first point here i wanted the game i never got it never played it uh and now i have the opportunity you don't do so on switch so i i will do so um and so that i'm already proving you wrong not everyone who wanted it got it
1: boom easy okay and that's yeah, all I, no, I, guess, yeah I, I just feel like you know the majority of people like i, I think the vast mm-hmm. majority of people got you're probably it on, right on what they would deem superior hardware you know and yeah <laughs> and, and, and no, I, use, I used air quotes if, if you're listening to the audio version i use air quotes um but i'm more in the sense that i was you know the irony is that like you see the switch is Pulling like some major titles out of his ass uh, from the superior consoles because this is a mm-hmm. PS4, Xbox One game uh, on the Switch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, next up, a sort of uh, spin off of Undertale. Uh, yes. Deltarune. I don't know Undertale. Like, I am not a big Undertale fan. The game looks cute. So mm-hmm. I, if you have any thoughts, hit me up because I, I have nothing to say about Deltarune.
0: So, so Deltarune is, first of all, it's an anagram of Undertale, in case you do not know. Anagram, for those of you who do not know, is is uh, a scramble of words to make a different word using the same letters in in the first word. Um, so if you scramble the words, the letters in Undertale, you, you get Deltarune. It's fun. Um, but so I don't know. So I guess Deltarune has, the first chapter already came out on other every other system a couple months ago, maybe a month or whatever ago. Um, and it was met with a lot of positive reception, especially from Undertale fans. We had a lot of new characters that seemed to be like in in the in the new games, as well as returning characters who are kind of just oddly different by the looks of it. Um <laughs> I, I am not too big into Undertale myself, but I, a lot of my friends are, and I have I'm familiar enough uh, with with it. Uh and it so I not entirely sure what they were advertising here, though. Um, I think what they were saying was that you can get it... If you've beaten Undertale that you own on Switch, you can play the first chapter of Deltarune on your Switch now, but you can't buy Deltarune separately, at least the first chapter. I think it's you buy Undertale, you beat Undertale, you get Deltarune. It's like uh, a free add-on to your Undertale purchase on the Switch, is my assumption here.
1: Well, so far, it says it's free. Well, from the article that I'm looking at, it says it's free on the Switch. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to download any of these demos or any mm-hmm. of these other things. Uh, you know, I've had a really busy day today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to download every demo that got announced. Uh, so Yoshi, Undertale. Damon X Machina. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yoshi, uh, Deltarune, Damon X Machina. Uh, something else was announced. Oh, Tetris 99. Yes. I'll be you downloading all get- of them.
0: You can also get the uh, the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee demos as of today, I believe.
1: So weird. So weird. Um, But yeah, if, if I hadn't already bought both of those games. <laughs> I mean, for those who who need
0: the demo, haven't gotten it yet, it's there. Hmm. I wonder if, I'm kind of wondering if I would shiny hunt in the demo, maybe? And then am I able to transfer that over to my existing main game? I'm curious on fun. that aspect.
1: That'd be actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, next up, guys, I know we're going completely out of order from the way they show things in the rest, yes. but yeah, we're kind of just talking about these as we feel. Yoshi's mm-hmm. Crafted World. Yoshi's Crafted World. Best looking version of the game we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been iffy on the game visually because I loved Yoshi's Willy World on Switch, and I could see what they were going for with this version of the game. But every time they showed it, I, I wasn't sold visually. I was like, man, I feel like this game doesn't look as good as it is for you, as it, as it should look for you guys to have been delayed it as many times as you've delayed it. But today, I was like, it was like that moment where Nintendo said, shut the fuck up. We got you. I mean, sometimes I just have to, you know, just take myself. I just need to listen to that that little Nintendo voice that says, shut the fuck up. This is one of those times. Game looks phenomenal. It really does. First time I saw this game and I was blown away by the visuals. The art design from Good Feel is amazing. The way they the way they did this game looks so so good. It it blows Yoshi's Wooly World out of the water. Just blows it mm-hmm. out of the water now. And I love I don't know why I love the little costume so much. I don't know <laughs> why. Especially the Labo piano. The little Labo piano costume was amazing. Yo, they mind-blowed me though because a couple remember a couple of episodes ago I said there needs to be Labo support for this game. When they showed that little Labo costume, I was like, "Yeah, they have Labo support." And then they're like, "No, it's just a costume." I was like, "You bastards." But you then- know how many Labo kits I would have bought. You know, how? I would have <laughs> bought every Labo kit if they were compatible with Yoshi's Craft <laughs> But it looks the game looks really good. And uh, I mean, Yoshi's Willy World was a good game, and this game looks better. So, are we finally gonna get like a true, truly good successor to Yoshi's Island? I think we might this time around.
0: Um, so I think you nailed it on the head. It just—it just looks impressive now, which is great. I think a big part of that is we finally saw more stuff to it. Um, so we saw you know different worlds. We saw like a, a river world. We saw a race car world, and, and there are things that we haven't just haven't seen yet, and and they look fun. They look different and unique, but also they pair really really well with that whole handmade crafted style where you have you know all the the um the airplanes or rockets, but they're like airplanes or rockets flying behind clouds and you shoot them down. Yeah, it looked
1: a lot like Little Big Planet in that in mm-hmm. that star. But yeah. what really threw me off was what what really like just. I like, yes, I can't wait. Was the moment where they go into the third person view and you're there, and Yoshi's in that like crane, mm-hmm. and he's like going to attack a you know like a group of like enemies. I was like, what is that? Yeah, this isn't a Yoshi yeah. game anymore. This is this is something new and it's
0: unique, and I like that. They're doing something different with the series. It's not just a solely 2D platformer with a bit of 3D mixed in. It's got a whole variety of gameplay elements in it now.
1: Yeah, it 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 looks like a completely different game than what we saw back in like 2017. This is n- I, I, it doesn't even look like the same game at all. Not from a visual standpoint, not from a gameplay standpoint. This game looks 100% different and Hell, it looks like it might be worth the wait, man. It really looks like it might be worth the wait. And that's what we've really, that's what I've been wanting from a Yoshi game for so long. Like, as much as I love the Yoshi franchise, it doesn't always deliver. Like, of mm-hmm. what? New Island was did, kind of disappointing. Oh, dude, because the music in New Island was so terrible that it makes the game almost unplayable.
0: It wasn't what? just the music for me in that, though. Like, it was just kind of underwhelming as a game. Which I loved the original, and I loved DS... But New Island was just kind of like, what is this? This isn't quite right, you know? Oh.
1: Yeah, the, the Yoshi franchise, just it's taken too many sides. And Yoshi's story... I know there's a contingency of people who will stand by that, but that is a bad game. Like, that is a bad game. And I know we've said it on the show, Nintendo doesn't really make bad games, but that is a bad game. It's actually a bad game. Um, I'm
0: not, not going to argue with that. I, I could... But you know Let's, we're not talking about this game right now. We got to talk about the new one that looks absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. Crafted World here.
1: Yeah, Crafted World. Now, there are a couple things about Crafted World that bummed me up. No new Amiibo. And no, no, no word on Amiibo costumes. Like, I'm just going to assume that they're there. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to have that confirmation because there was something fun about scanning all your Amiibo to get like, like, a Mario skin on your fluffy Yoshi. Oh, no.
0: I, I I agree, but also I feel like they're going to not do that this time because they have the little handmade cardboard outfits, and I That's don't true. think they can necessarily do that with, with the characters as easy as they could with, like, a house or a lap of piano. Um, true. So I, I, I think it's possible, and if they do do it, I'll be delightfully surprised, but I don't have my hopes up for a lot of Amiibo support here.
1: True. All right, so I do want to talk about these three games as one. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII, and Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon all -hmm. getting release dates. All of them amazing games in their own right. Mm -hmm. My problem with the announcement of these games is that one of them or two of them is going to get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. They are coming out too quickly. So you have uh, Final Fantasy IX came out today. It's available yes. right now. It's $20.99. It's a steal. That is a good game. It is a really good game. Zidani is one of the best Final Fantasy characters, period. If you, if you disagree, fight me. Uh. But then you have Chocobo coming out next month. But you also have Final Fantasy Seven coming out next month. It's too much. It's too much
0: If there's one of the games that's definitely getting uh, overlooked, it's probably Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Mm -hmm. everybody, which is a shame. It's arguably
1: the best game of the three. (laughs) I mean, but... I know those are fighting words, words, but of the three, Chocobo is the most unique. It's
0: the most unique, and I love a good Mystery Dungeon. So I'm definitely getting it, but it's... Probably gonna be overshadowed by most of the main main Final exactly. Fantasy That's the thing.
1: Like, I, I see myself buying all three games, especially at that price point, twenty dollars ninety-nine cents. That's an mm-hmm. amazing price point. So three games, sixty bucks. The problem is, is that these are sixty plus hour games. All of them. Yeah, you're just something's gonna get lost in the shuffle. I mean, mm-hmm. specifically with Final Fantasy Seven, you could get stuck in that game for days, weeks, months. Man, the first time I beat Final Fantasy Seven took me like a year and a half. Like, I'm, like, no lie. And I'm a better gamer now, but I'm still a pretty terrible gamer. So, And it's been a long time since I've revisited that game. Now, the only thing about Final Fantasy VII that kind of bums me out too, though, is that, like, this announcement for the Switch has totally killed whatever hype I feel for the PS4, seems like going to be PS5 remake. Like, if I can just play the game when I want in handheld mode, it doesn't matter how good you make the game look. I'm, I'm going to opt for the version that's most readily available. Okay. So I think that's going to hurt my purchase of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but well, I mean, I'm mean, going to have to cross that bridge when I get there. Um, seems like that game's not coming out for a long time anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm really happy that all three of these games are coming out for the Switch. I just do not like the uh, the release windows for them. I just feel like something's getting lost in the shuffle, especially since Yoshi also comes out in March. So, like, you have four, like, crazy games coming out, crazy good games coming out in such a short, you know, time span. Like, I'm just one man. I don't have that kind of free time on my hands. I wish I did. Um, I mean, I
0: think you've summed up mostly the the main points about the games that we do have. You have release dates. They're all very close to each other. Um, The one thing I'm kind of concerned about, though, is um, I think – there's only a handful of the many Final Fantasy games that were announced that are not coming, that we don't have official confirmation for yet. And I believe they are um, uh, Crystal Chronicles and World Maxima, right? Is that correct?
1: Yes, and the World Maxima is the one I want the most because I did not uh, buy that game on the PS4 because I was holding out uh, for a Switch version. And I'm glad I did because it's coming But uh, yeah, it's weird they didn't say anything about it actually. Yeah, oddly, oddly, they gave
0: they gave all the rest of the Final Fantasy stuff their spotlight, even even Chocobo, which I love because I love mystery dungeons. But then they don't give us Crystal Chronicles or Maximum. I I I don't know. That was a bit weird to me because it seems like they're getting all the Final Fantasy just out of the way. Right now, like that's was my impression I got with the the close states is They just want these games sort the out of the way. Like we're reporting them, we got to get them out as soon as possible. We don't want to deal with them anymore. Was yeah. kind of the impression I got.
1: I don't know. So, oh, man, there were so many games announced. Dragon uh, Quest Eleven. While we while yes. we we're, 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 let's let's keep all the squares. The stuff Square Unix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh Oh wait, wait. There is a much more there's more to this title i want to get the title right
0: uh, dragon quest XI: echoes of elusive age s definitive edition right
1: yes thank you that is a mouthful of a name it yes. is yes dude dude okay so first off the game looks great on the switch mm-hmm. but uh i don't think that matters because i don't think i'm going to play that game outside of the 16-bit mode yeah, that was cool. It's 16-bit mode in this game, and I think that's how I'm going to play the entire game, especially handheld. I'm going to play that game handheld in 16-bit mode, and that's what's going to bring me the most joy. And does the PS4 version have that mode?
0: I don't because
1: know. If it doesn't, they're screwed, because that looked amazing to me. Uh, <laughs> it looked so good to me. Now, I don't know why. Did they also mention
0: that the music was – you could switch the music to be orchestrated or Chiptune too, Or was that – Mentioned? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think it was that mentioned. Or maybe and it was like it. the orchestrated versus the original soundtrack. I'm not sure. They mentioned something with the soundtrack you can switch on and off.
1: Yeah. I'm not I sure if it was shipped to tune or not. Once. But, like I should have looked more at the direct. I have to rewatch the direct. It yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I just did time though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. But no, I love that 16-bit mode. It looks great. Uh, aside from that, if I were to play the game in 3D, I hope you can switch... Because in handheld mode, I want to play 16-bit mode. But when I'm when I'm at home and I get a chance to dock it, I want to play you know with all the pretty graphics and whatnot, mm-hmm. all that amazing Akira Toriyama art style. Let's uh, let's get it. Big Dragon Ball fan in here. If you guys don't know, uh, but yeah, the game looks good and uh, uh, there's
0: extra story content as well for yes. for each of your party members. And I think that is Switch exclusive, correct?
1: Yes, yes, that was okay. confirmed. So the Switch again getting a definitive version of a game. Now there's Let's be real. There's a significant gap of when this game was launched on on the other console mm-hmm. versus when it's getting launched here. So we should get the definitive version. And I I imagine that the PS4 and Xbox might get like some kind of DLC or 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 a new version of the game that puts it on par. Story content-wise, unless it is exclusive to the Switch, which I think it moment, is. I don't know. Uh, sticking with um, Dragon Quest, didn't we get a new we got a new builders game announced? Yes, yet? new builders was, as
0: well. Mm-hmm.
1: I was thinking about you the moment they showed this. I was like, man, I think I was like blues loved that game for some reason. Yeah, and, I did.
0: I wish there was multiplayer, and I think I don't think they actually said there was multiplayer, but I think there is. So, yes, I can have Minecraft server worlds in Dragon Quest now, and not just be my
1: myself. What's nice about it is, that if you have the first game on the Switch, is that you're getting you get uh, Bilisrix oh, costume. Exactly, you get some content, man. Love it when games do that. Like, hey, we see mm-hmm. that you can have this save file. Uh, the only time that ever creeped me out was a uh, Metroid Solid. <laughs> I see you've been playing this. How do you know? <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's really cool. I like I like how they're building upon it. The game looks like a lot of fun too. Actually, like I wasn't really impressed with the with the way the first game looked, but this game looks like with the 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 gameplay aspects, like where once you've built your world, you can go on missions with the characters. That mm-hmm. stuff looks really cool to me, especially like when they went to like that uh, first person view with the swinging the stick. I was like, that looks fun. Yeah. I was like, okay, I might um, I might get Dragon Quest Builders too.
0: It, it I was wondering how they would do it. Um so I knew 2 was coming. I haven't actually looked too much into it though until the trailer today. Um so I I'm not sure if they released any information before this, but I if they did, I haven't seen it. Um but to to I was wondering like how they're gonna continue the story, uh, because in the first one the story is kind of like uh the power to create has been lost to humans and they can't build shit. <laughs> They just they are useless, uh, and and so your main character is given the he's known as the hero called the builder, and he's the sole person in the whole world, the power to build things, houses, tools, etc. And he has to sort of bring everyone out of the dark ages. And and I'm like, okay, well, how do you continue from that? How do you make this story continue? So, if you're having a whole island, you're gonna just build on, which I think is a Brilliant direction to, to sort of take it, especially with the new multiplayer elements and honestly everything else. It looks like it's just a brilliant fit for it, uh, story-wise. And I think it allows for a lot more creativity within the, the players.
1: True that. Man, I just want to I okay, so I really want to move on to the next next game. Uh Oninaki. The okay. I think this, the last game that Square announced. This game looks dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game. First off, I thought about Jaden when they were talking about this game. I was like, "Man, poor Jaden. He couldn't be on today's episode." And I know, like, he's like super steamed because of it. Because this this Nintendo Direct really reached out to like fans like him. Because uh, not for nothing, Jaden's straight. weeboo And uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Jay. Like, don't take that personally. It's just you are. I love you, man. Uh, but still, no. Like, he loves JRPGs and. This is another one from Square Enix, and this one look like Square support of the Nintendo Switch since Octopath Traveler. Like, yeah, I need other game developers to get on get on board. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking to you, EA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, o- Oninaki. This game looks dope. Uh, so basically, people die. You're not allowed to mourn their death. It's a really morbid, morbid storyline. By the way. Um, but then you have the power to basically save their souls, uh, and then when you do that, they join you like Pokemon, and you get or no, you know what, more like Shaman King. Have you read? Have you ever read the manga Shaman I'm King? I'm not or... sure. Okay, I don't so think so. No. So the basic premise of Shaman is like these shamans uh, can take the spirits of dead people and use okay. them as con like use their bodies as conduits for them, so that okay. they can fight. And so it's very – so, like, I I see, like, the the Shaman King, like, influences there. So basically when the spirit – when you save a spirit, you basically become the spirit's conduit. And it allows you to attack – you get special attacks Mm -hmm. by using, you know, the spirit of the dead person. And that looks really cool. And basically if you don't save spirits in time, they become monsters and you have to fight the monsters. Character designs look really good in this game. Graphically, this game looks really good. It's got a nice art style to it. Uh, g- kind of gives me a little bit of a uh, Xenoblade uh, vibes. Just a few, not mm-hmm. a whole lot, not like too much, but like I definitely see a little bit of like you know Xenoblade Chronicles Two influences in this game. Uh, but it looks nice and it looks fun. Uh, to, again, just the way Square is supporting the Switch, just really, really blowing my mind. And I haven't really thought of Square as like. Like Square for me had their heyday in the like the late '90s to the early 2000s, and then there was like this significant like quality drop. But it looks like when the the stuff the the teams that are working on Switch content are like really turning like my point of view back around. Like, like this game looks mm-hmm. freaking amazing. Now it's not like the most mind blowing game that we saw in today's direct. I think there's a game there's a game that I want to talk about near the end that really blew my mind um but this is one of those games that i'm definitely interested in it's something i'm gonna keep my eye on uh i hope they released a demo for it uh similar i want them to do what they did with Octopack traveler i want a demo i want to do a survey and i want them to take our feedback and apply that to the game because that really worked out in their favor uh for for octopath so uh the the
0: team that made this game also made I Am Setsuna, which is like a launch game, launch RPG that met mm-hmm. some good success uh, as it sort of true to form back-to-basics RPG from Square Enix. Um, and then it's also by the guys who made uh, Lost Sphere, which is fairly similar to I Am Setsuna, uh, following different story and kind of a different gameplay, mostly the similar, but then like uh, the the space you, you have combat in, I think, was different. I don't know. I didn't really play it. Um, but that met some fairly bad reviews, uh, unfortunately. And so it's by the same studio. And, and it's it looks drastically different from both Lost Fear and I Am Setsuna in terms of combat and essentially everything else. Uh, Where it looks a lot more interesting, unique, and fun. The story, like you've said before, is kind of morbid. But it is... It looks fun and cool and good, which has my hopes high. I think, you know, after Lost Sphere, I have high hopes too. Even I just feel like they're going to bounce back after that, though. This is their bounce back game, and I, I'm excited.
1: Sure. That. Oh, man. Uh, So next up, we got some Damon X Machina news. Yes. Uh, demo. Demo the four missions available now. And uh, they are taking the Octopath Traveler approach. Mm-hmm. Play our demo take our survey, give us your feedback, and uh, we're going to try to do our best to accommodate your feedback. I'm, I'm really liking this like new sense of development that uh, mm-hmm. that's like taking shape on the Switch. Like, hey, we care about what you guys think Play about experience. our game. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to know what you guys have to say about our game. Like, did it show off a whole lot new? But just the announcement of a demo, like, That's pretty much the first thing I'm going to do when I get off of this recording. I'm going to go download that and get on that as soon as possible because I've been really anticipating this game because the development team behind it is, like, really good. Like, we're talking about people who have worked with, like, you know, Suda51. These are, like, some really good game developers. So, yeah.
0: I mean, there's not much to talk about other than the, the announcement of the demo and the survey. It is very nice to see that there's a survey... Um, I have not played the demo. I I really want to. I most likely will very, very soon, uh, but I, I, not much really to, to say. The game still looks great.
1: So a game that we do, I don't have anything to say about, and I know Jane is going to kill me for this, Rune Factory 4 and the announcement of Rune Factory 5 coming for the Nintendo Switch. I know Jaden's going to kill me because I know he would have plenty to say about this, but I've never played those games, so I am I don't know what to say. They look cool, not my cup of tea. A little, like, I like I like JRPGs. Don't get me wrong, but there are some that are just a little too much of the J for me. Like, they it just, it's just there's a point where I'm like, okay, this is too Japanese for me to like get behind. Um, but I can see, you know, but somebody like Jaden, he loves these style, this style of RPG. So I know that, like, he's cursing me out from afar so- right now.
0: So I'm I'm kind of in a similar situation, but I know a bit more, I might say. Uh, so this is actually a Harvest Moon
1: spinoff game. Did you know that? I did not. I yeah. knew that they had spinoff because like apparently another company actually had the rights to the name Harvest Moon. I know the story mm-hmm. behind it, I just didn't know that this is what that was.
0: Yes, so Rune Factory is if you took Harvest Moon and you added JRPG elements in combat and monsters... Um, so if you're a Harvest Moon fan, you're in luck. Stardew Valley fan, you're in luck. If you are a JRPG fan or, or of some kind, uh, you're in luck. And both will have a nice home right here. Um, I never really got too into them. Cause I was always like, you know, if I'm going to spend money on getting this game, you know, I'm going to get the best version possible. And there's never really like a great version. I think like four was probably one of the better versions, but then i like, I feel people thought it felt just a bit short and i think this is a definitive version it wasn't really hinted at but i think this is a definitive version of four that potentially might get it right i'm not entirely sure but even if S or 4 deluxe whatever it was uh doesn't doesn't fix everything we do have rune factory 5 announcement at the very least um which I know fans of the series have been wanting this for a while. Uh, my girlfriend has wanted it for quite some time, and now she has it, so she can rejoice. Uh, and and it's... I think that is really the game we're going to be looking at. We don't have any information other than the fact that it exists, though. Uh, but we at least have four to tie you over until then.
1: True. All right, so a game that I, I kind of really want to get my hands on, Die, uh, Die uh, Dead by Daylight.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: This game looks amazing for me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like these kind of games, like this style of game. Asymmetrical
0: uh, like, survivor horror. Yeah, it's horror.
1: it also reminds me of the Friday the 13th game that came out uh, mm-hmm. in, in 2017. Yes. Basically, you can be the heroes or you can be the villain. I mean, basically what the heroes do is run away for their lives. It's like survive. Uh, And it, I don't know. Graphically, it's not that impressive. I will say that graphically, it's it's not pushing any boundaries. It kind of looks like an indie game. It might actually be an indie game. Well, uh,
0: on every other platform, it looks phenomenally better. It is. It's. I'm surprised it looks this bad on Switch. Honestly, it was. I feel like you know, looking at other games like Skyrim, Doom. Uh, um. I don't know that that last game we're going to talk about, which was one or no, maybe not the last. I don't know, we'll wait on that. But like we get a lot of these games that do push the Switch. I feel like uh this is very, very, very toned down from the other versions of the game. And I'm wondering so if it's it performance. In mm-hmm. Because it looks great on every other system. And it yeah, looks
1: on the Switch, it looks like a PS2 game.
0: Yeah, it does. And it's it's I feel like a bit too severe of a drop in quality. But maybe it needs it for the performance. I don't know. Uh, for those of you who don't know what this game is, it is a asymmetrical survival horror. Uh, so asymmetrical gameplay where you have one player will be a, a overpowered uh horror movie villain, pretty much. And they have some original ones as well as they have famous ones such as Freddy Krueger, uh um Jigsaw, and they don't have Jason because that's its own game.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, part of the 13th title.
0: Yeah. But uh they have a lot of like I forgot all the all the other characters. They have a lot of uh good, like iconic ones as well as their own original ones. And your job as the killer is to kill all of the or sacrifice all of the four players who were trying to escape. The players who escape escape by um turning on four generators to, to turn on the the exit to power up the exit and leave uh before they can be killed. And it's honestly, it looks great gameplay-wise. I've never actually played it. It's just not quite my cup of tea. I, I think it's great. Like, I can see this being a great multiplayer game for the Switch. And it's, it's already a great multiplayer game for everything else. The game I'm actually more excited about that isn't even coming to Switch is their new game, the studio that makes it making a new game, called, uh, I think it's Death Gardens, which is is similar. It's the asymmetrical style you have. Runners, it's more like Maze Runner, if anything. You have the runners who are trying to clear these objectives in the world. And a hunter who is going to take them down. Very similar gameplay style. But I feel like I like the build more. Because you're, as a, as the runners, you have a lot more to do than uh, a survivor in Dead by Daylight. Because you can actually fight back a bit more in Death Gardens.
1: True. I'm a huge fan of, like, survival horror games. That, so, like, this game kind of just drew me in. But, yeah, visually, it, to hear that, like, it, it's getting this paired down, that kind of bums me up. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it still looks like a game that I do want to get my hands on, at least, you know, play it a few times. And I guess it, what it really going down to is price point here. If this game is, like, more than $30, bucks, i am going to opt out. But, you know, under that, I'm all in. I mean, because I can't I, – like, the, visually, the game just doesn't look – up to par uh so we have a game that i literally have no interest in uh whatsoever but i think a lot of people who enjoy uh you know uh, like that kind of simulator racing style uh, are really going to enjoy grid uh grid autosport so this game basically looks like a forza horizon or uh mm-hmm. or gt whatever gran turismo game i have no interest in these style of racing games they they're just not fun for me, but I mean, I know a lot of people complain that Switch doesn't have these style of games. Like, So, here you go. I'm much more looking forward to a game like Trials than a game like this.
0: So... I mentioned, I think it was maybe just last episode, or maybe the episode before, uh, that the Switch could become a great home for racing games with uh, the likes of Mario Kart, uh, Crash Team Racing, uh, Sonic Game, which could be Team Racing or Sonic like All-Stars, we don't know yet, uh, uh, and this real game, which I said like, could be Need for Speed. But also, I got my fingers crossed and still get Forza on switch i think with the new uh microsoft deal which if you have not heard uh xbox live is coming to the nintendo switch as a as a service and that is kind of big and i think we we could see more xbox exclusive games honestly on the switch i think is possible and so my big two ones i'm looking for uh microsoft if you watch this make it happen uh i'm looking for forza and Battletoads, which has it has been announced uh, for the Nintendo, not Nintendo Switch, for for Xbox, they're getting a new Battletoads game. And what better game to bring over to the Nintendo Switch than Battletoads? Make it happen, please.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, f- I know I'm doing our audience a huge disservice by having such little care for this game. It's just that no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all
0: cool. for it. I'm I'm, I'm happy it's a huge fan
1: of like these like realistic race simulators. Uh, but yeah, I mean, They're it's, fun. A, I like it, them. it's always nice to see like diverse games on a Nintendo mm-hmm. console. It's been a while since we've had like this much diversity, uh, just s- thrown into a Nintendo console. I mean, we've literally seen it all from like a Disney Tsum Tsum game to a hardcore, you know, like, you know, like, uh, idealized racing game. So yeah, we're mm-hmm. seeing it all. So I want to talk about the game that I think I was most hype about, uh, astral chain
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are so many good developers behind this and the art is done by uh the mangaka who created a uh, East. uh it's a very popular shonen jump manga um check it out i don't want to give any uh, plot points away but yeah I've, I've read a few chapters of it i thought it was very good and the guy can really draw so it's his character designs really 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 shine in this game the gameplay again another game that gives me xenoblade vibes because of the whole the chaining of the you know you have the guy and then they're attached mm-hmm. by the chain and i'm like okay that, that's very xenoblade-esque but man this game looks fun mm-hmm. oh my god this game looks fun i was like first off like the art direction for the game is fantastic it really looks good like I was like, what is this? I've what is this game? Because it looks amazing. And like the the story content looks really good. Like it's it looks like really over the top. But it looks like so much fun, man. I'm like I'm watching the trailer as we speak. And I love the mech designs. The enemy designs also look terrifying. So this mm-hmm. looks like a game that's like right up my alley. And just everything looks so cool. Right down to even the police uniforms look amazing hmm
0: i i was blown i was like what is this wait is this thing i should know or is this thing new i couldn't even tell because so i was like it looks kind of like xenoblade x but not quite so what is this it's not a port it could have been until they like did the police officer thing or, or something because like you know maybe scale the visuals down for the switch and be more of a, a xenoblade x style or simply x xenoblade 2 style compared to the x style maybe a good mid-ground and then I'm like, no, this is not anything. It does give me those little you know, big vibes with like the, the combat, how it could work. We have your your player character and just a mech or whatever that's changed to you, which even though I don't know exactly how it'll play, it looks like it'd be really, really fun, and I like that.
1: Um well, I, and just the way the game is this like I'm looking, I'm watching the trailer right now as we speak and like the stage looks design looks amazing. Like this like so the, the stage design looks very, like, photorealistic, but the character designs really pop. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you see the characters walking around in this world, like, they stand out a lot. Like, they almost look like they don't belong there, but in a good way. And,
0: I, I'll agree with that.
1: Like, like it, it's, it's, like, very visually stimulating. And, ah oh, man. Like, ah, I, I need this game. I need, mm-hmm. need this game yes this is the my most anticipated game of this particular direct is this game i know there's one more game that we haven't talked about yet but this is the game that i am most amped about because it looks good and it's coming out this year it's coming out in august Uh i I mean it's not right around the corner but man it's something to look forward to Mm -hmm. like i'm very much anticipating this title
0: Yes, it looks phenomenal. Uh, but it's made by Platinum Games, and so I'm I'm seeing this. I'm seeing all the great work Platinum's been doing, and I'm just wondering: can we please get *Nier Automata*? I'll take I'll take a wonderful one-on-one remake too. Like that's good. Also, if we can we can put games like this on the Switch, games like *Bayonetta*. Like, please, *Nier Automata*. Like, you can make it happen. I know you can. I know the fans want it. Please, <laughs> I would be down. Platinum Games you make good stuff. Put, put more on the Switch, please.
1: When they and, make you know, good stuff, they make good stuff. But when they make bad stuff, they make some really Okay, good stuff. that's
0: fair enough. Yeah.
1: Although, also, I still
0: want uh, that cancelled Microsoft game, Scalebound, to to happen. I feel like Nintendo could probably pick that up and make it a Switch exclusive if they're on good terms with, with uh Platinum. Pretty much what
1: they did with Bayonetta and Sega. Mm-hmm, Sega yeah, I think Bayonetta. they should
0: do that because Scalebound was the game that was going to make me buy an Xbox One. And then they canned it. And I'm like... Well, I'm not getting Xbox One. <laughs> Hello, PlayStation Four.
1: Yeah, but this game just all in all, it just—I wish we got more. That's the one thing about this is like
0: mm-hmm. that was
1: the best trailer that was in the whole direct. But they didn't talk a whole lot about the game. We got like oh, character designer from East and Zetman, which is also another really popular manga. Uh, uh, supervision super from the developers of Nero Thomas. I was like. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of like good good ingredients. There's a lot of good cooks in that kitchen right mm-hmm. now. So and from from this particular trailer, it looked like the dish is gonna be very appetizing. So let's get I just wanted a few more just talk about the game a little bit. You just yeah. came with the trailer, like t- tell me, tell me more, because I'm intrigued. Be- so basically I feel well, this, this is, is what really- they want. They want you to act how, like this. Exactly. Exactly. But this is how exactly the same way I felt when they showed off Damon X Machina at E3 last year. Like, mm-hmm. that was my favorite trailer of, of, of E3. And they didn't talk about the game a whole lot. And they still haven't said a whole lot about the game. I mean, obviously, we're going to get a, there's a demo now. So mm-hmm. we're going to find out about the game. But this had that same effect on me. Like, this is the most hyped trailer. And you didn't say anything. Like it, it's both happy and heartbreaking at the same time, but looks fun. Man, it looks good. Like visually, one of the best looking games on the Switch, and it's not out yet. So I really, really hope that this game stays the way it is now. Like, mm-hmm. or if not, if it doesn't get better, I hope it doesn't get worse because the platinum games that end up sucking are the ones that get worse visually. You know, <laughs> stuff happens with platinum games sometimes. I don't know what it is. But this game looks dope. Like, it, it's, it's got, like, the, the art sensibilities of Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with, like, like the gameplay of Xenoblade and, and Bayonetta combined. Like, there's a lot going on here, and I'm just excited about it. Let's get it. Let's get this game. All right. But uh, I guess now we have to talk about the uh, elephant in the room.
0: Fire Emblem Three Houses. Thank you.
1: Yes. <laughs> The elephant. we have not touched this game yet. And this is the biggest one. This is the one. This is Wait. The, this the most time I've direct on this. I am excited about Fire Emblem. I Wait. have been on the fence about it. I've been on the fence about it. But I saw this game and I was like holy shit. Fire Emblem is really stepping up i am a little bit confused as to whether or not you can change the classes when you after you've picked one they really state like like if i pick you know if i pick to teach one class am i stuck with that class for the rest of the game i think that's
0: implied yeah i'm not sure but i think that is implied unfortunately basically
1: because if it's that way it means you have to play the game three times
0: yes but to it's better than having like, to buy the game three times. That's true. That's true. I'll there. take what I can get here.
1: Yeah, I think they learned that as great as, you know, maybe, the, honestly, I don't think they needed to take a lesson on that because all three of those copies sold extraordinarily well. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Unfortunately. But, and they could have done
0: the same thing. I was worried they would do the same thing with this.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially with the title three houses. Like, oh, here we go mm-hmm. again. I got a, yeah. 90 bucks on one game. No, but yeah, it looks good uh, visually. They're taking Fire Emblem to a place that it has never been. Mm-hmm. Story: the story has a little bit of Game of Thrones vibes, like. But I think that's kind of what they were going for with the way they did that opening. I was like, yeah, I think we, I think they want you to think it's like Game of Thrones, but then it's absolutely not because all three of the kingdoms are kind of working together. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks fantastic, and they gave out so much story information. I didn't expect them to give out that. That could have had its own direct. Mm-hmm. With as much information... like That could have been its own mini-direct with how much information they gave. Uh, it looks I like still I, feel like I need more,
0: honestly, too.
1: Yeah, I, that's the unfortunate thing, is that they showed a whole lot of story, but the gameplay was a little... That's the disappointing stuff, is that mm-hmm. they, they they the gameplay that they showed was very minimalistic. Uh, but yep. we did get a glimpse at the combat system, and... Um, so it's very traditional fire emblem. Uh, Perma death seems like it's back. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm okay with the permadeath system. I know a lot of people do not like that, but I'm okay with it. Like if I fuck up, I fuck up. My character's dead. I, I screwed. Mm-hmm. Up. I do like the uh, the matchmaking uh, with the the bonds. I I believe that's what they called it, the bond building. Mm-hmm. I do. I did enjoy that. I was like, okay, so. I wonder what's going to be edited out of the bond builder this time when they localize it. Hopefully nothing. Uh, I don't want to hear another whole, oh, gay marriage has been ruled out debacle. Like, I, I, I don't think we need that to happen a, a second time. <laughs> like, I mean,
0: so so my my initial thoughts were this is Fire Emblem Hogwarts is, is what I was thinking. You yeah. hmm but instead of like being your know, Harry okay, Potter, well, I'm not a, a Harry teacher. Potter you're...
1: fan. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but when I was watching that, I was thinking about Yu Gi Oh! GX. Oh, yes, and the colors were the same. Yeah, you're oh, right. Like, oh my god, it's like Yu Gi Oh! GX up in this bitch, but fire emblem. Okay, uh, still, I thought the game looked good, but uh, go ahead, continue with your thoughts. But the, the odd thing I really
0: felt in that was that you are not. Uh, a student at the school, like, like, uh, um, J- is it Jared? Not Jared. Jaden. Jaden, yes, thank you. Jaden, or, uh, or Harry Potter, you know, you're not the hero that goes to the stu- school as a student, you're the teacher teaching the heroes, and I thought yeah. that was super duper cool, and not only does that give me sort of the, the Hogwarts vibes, it gives me a bit of Persona vibes, too, where, you know, you're I in a that. school setting as opposed to, you know a battlefield or a castle as you're in a school and you're teaching people And, and the way you know you you manage your your forces is you you teach them things you teach them lesson plans and that teaches them skills and you work with them to improve their grades and they will pass courses and tests and it's it's very persona in that you have the school that factors into everything pretty much and I thought that was super duper cool. Really good way to to manage everything. It's also kind of different, but I don't dislike it. Um,
1: yeah, it is very different for a Fire Emblem game. It, mm-hmm. it, it it's almost like going against the grain entirely. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like I don't know. It, it, it's weird because like you come off of a what was it a oh my god was it Echoes?
0: Yeah, Echoes Shadows right. of Valencia, right?
1: Yeah, Which yeah. Is a you yeah, you come off of like you come off of Echoes, which is a fantastic game in its own right because that's the technically the last like
0: real Fire Emblem game that we got, other than Warriors. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you come into this game, and you're like, they're so diametrically opposed from one another, but that's not. It just shows you like that franchise has found a way to evolve itself mm-hmm. in in the most distinctive ways. Uh, I would never have expected it to be like this way. Especially, mm-hmm. like, the name three houses, just off the title, I, I almost thought that this was going to be another one of those things where in the previous, like, mainline Fire the game, like, you had the three kingdoms opposing each other. Mm-hmm. They're working I mean, together. Yeah, I was expecting these kingdoms to just mm-hmm. go, when they announced it, oh, yeah, they're going to go all, all out against each other, yeah. only to find out that there's actually, like, a fourth faction, and that's the, and, like, this fourth faction is, like, big enough that it actually draws the other three's attention mm-hmm. to the point where like, hey, we have to kind of work together. And I wonder how that's going to work, because with you only controlling one house, uh, specifically, like I said, I think I believe it's like you said, it's implied that uh, the house you pick is the house you're stuck with throughout the remainder mm-hmm. of the game. I wonder what the interactions are going to be like between the, the houses that you don't pick as your course, as, as your t- students. So that's going to be really interesting, and I have not known a Fire Emblem game to have this much replayability. Mm-mm. I mean, they technically had to split the last game into three parts. And but it was the not, same not, game,
0: just different. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, yeah. So I wonder how different each house's story is really going to be. That's the thing that's a little bit worrisome for me, is that are we going to see the same game kind of spewed out with different characters? Are they going to act fundamentally the same way if you go back and replay their other stories are they all going to be super duper unique i know they they said they were going to be unique but like how unique like yeah. how much different is it really going to be like are they just going to be like avatars for one another like cuz that could be cuz that could make the game really boring really fast like there'd be no reason to go ahead and play the other stories if that's the case mhm
0: i mean that's kind of a worry for me too but just be the way they have least really set it up, I just I have confidence that it will be, at the very least, enough to we want to play it again, a second time if at not the third time.
1: time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, would, I I agree with that. I would at least play it a second time. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, I feel like the bigger issue in in that sense for me is actually the time commitment that it might take. If it's you know uh, a sixty hours to beat it once, do I want to do that? another time another time Honestly, and that would probably more like be... a
1: 90 hour game if I'm being honest just for yeah, one and playthrough. For one
0: playthrough. And I feel like that's my worry and my hope at the same time, but also like uh uh is there what's what's the word if it's if it's shorter it's more manageable though and it, it also makes it a uh, uh, much more it it would make me ins enticed to actually go back and play it multiple, multiple, multiple times, which is not something you do in a Fire Emblem game game, uh, have a short campaign to play multiple times. But I kind of like the idea of having that, honestly. Like, make all three campaigns that you play the main game and make that 90 hours. So I take 30 hours in each house, essentially. I don't know how that would bode for the, the fans, but I think that could be good.
1: You know what's cool to me? I like the training sessions that they mm-hmm. have. Like I like how that looks, man. Like because the combat in that looks really fun, and I'm like, oh, I really hope you get to control the characters while they train. Instead of, I hope mm-hmm. that's not like like not like a interactive cutscene. I want that to actually be something you play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, game looks good. Customization of the characters looks really good. Uh, the atmosphere of the game, the the overall setting looks really good. Uh, and uh, English and Japanese subtitles. Uh, what do you? you Always, always good. It's always oh, nice. it's
0: appreciated. Yeah,
1: yeah. The I don't last- know. I mean, for a Fire Emblem game, I might just stick to English, just because there's a there's so much, there's so much talking, especially in those like moments where like you're bonding, and it looks like there's going to be a whole lot of that in this game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to hear it and not read it.
0: <laughs> the last uh, Persona comparison I have. Because uh, I really want to mention this is I'm not sure if this is the case. I kind of got the vibes, and I was already getting very, very stressed. Um, was it seemed like you know this is a, a you're running this class and you have to figure out you know which students you want to focus on training up in the, the school year. I feel there's like a weird school year system I have to follow, and I have to only I can only tutor one student at a time, uh, and I can choose to spend my tutoring session with this character or with this character and bought. And it's just, uh, that was the hardest thing persona. I don't want to have to deal with it three times in a long fire emblem game. Yeah. Don't do it to me. <laughs> like, All right. It's
1: stressful. That's stressful. Okay. And last but not least, as far as direct announcements, this one was, so out of left field, I was not expecting it. But the moment that trailer started, I knew what it was. I just I just knew what it was. And then, and then they do the thing where, like, we're not going to show you the character's face first. We're going to show you their lower half, and you guess. I'm like, they're not remaking this game. No way are they remaking this game. And then the lightning strikes, you see the boat, and then you get the close-up of Link's face, and I'm like, Holy shit, Link's Awakening on the Nintendo Switch. Holy shit. We're talking about hands down, one of the best Zelda titles, period. And this was a Game Boy game. And now we're seeing it on the Switch. And I love the art style. It is so cute. It's the I was I was especially coming off of Breath of the Wild, which is so like jarringly different from any Zelda game that came before it. To see a new Zelda game in 2019, that's a you know well a remake of an of an older game, but it looks really good, and I was just so excited because I love that game, and now this new art direction that they've picked for it is perfect. It's perfect. It's, all, it's it's minimalistic, but it looks so fantastic. I'm like, wow, I don't think Link's ever looked that cute. Move over, Wind Waker Link, because you're <laughs> you just got beat.
0: Um. So, I don't believe that you knew that it was the trailer from just the waves. From just the waves. No, waves. No, wait, you didn't it no. was the moment that the, the, the like, lightning struck for the, the first time. Yeah, when
1: the lightning struck.
0: Very. That's like, when I got it too. I was like, wait. Okay. No, 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 no. That's no, better. No, no. That sounds better to me. Okay.
1: Like, I was like, the lightning hit, and I was like, no way. Link's Awakening. But then they do the thing, they do the shoe reveal, and then they do the face reveal. I'm like, they actually did that shit. They actually did that shit. And yes, yes, let's go ahead and get it with the windfish.
0: Um, so it's uh I and like I like how you started with the art style because that was something that like was definitely the big the big thing you have to worry about and not worry about, but you know I say worry because Wind Waker didn't do well because of the art style. Uh yeah, it,
1: you know you know what the bullshit about what I don't want to cut you off, but the bullshit is how many people talk shit about that art style when the game came out. Now the Wind Waker is such a—it's so
0: beloved. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: it's such bullshit. All you people who say you love the game—the only thing that came out of your mouth was back in the day was this game looked fucking terrible. I mean, fuck you all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, boring. but so
0: it's it's. I'm concerned that it looks a bit too cute for some people, especially as a remake. I feel like if it was like Link's Awakening 2, like how they had a link to the past and a link uh between worlds, it was kind of a sequel. I feel like having an art style like that might go over a bit better, but having this this director's port and an acute art style might not go over too well with some fans, uh, which it looks great. I like it. My big complaint is just that I feel like there's not enough on screen. If that makes, I don't sure. I think it's the best way to word it but I feel like there, there could be either more detail or more... Well, you can tell that it's very grid-based. Uh-huh. I mean, as a top-down Zelda sort of should be, honestly, but, yeah. um, it's it, it, One thing I'm kind of wondering also is that if it's in that art style, uh, you know, for the whole main game, are you going to get the cutscenes like we got in the very beginning of the trailer for all the cutscenes that might be in this game?
1: Potentially? I certainly hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that, that, that animated cutscene that they had was really awesome. Really, mm-hmm. That's some really great Zelda artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my biggest concern is actually more about the length of the game. That game is not a long game. Mm-mm. It's not long yet. I think it clocks in at around like 15, 20 hours. Anywhere mm-hmm. between that. Line. It's short. For a Zelda game especially, it's it's short. Um, So I wonder if it's enough content you know, for the Switch, and they didn't really say anything about the game. They didn't say if it's going to have new content. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, they take the lessons that they learned from A Link Between Worlds and really apply them to this game. Uh, because A Link Between Worlds is, hands down, the best top-down Zelda. Top-down
0: games. Zelda, agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: when it comes to top-down Zelda games, it's A Link Between Worlds. And then I have this game coming in second. Then the uh, the two Wind Waker sequels. After that, Phantom Hourglass
0: uh, and Spirit Tracks. And uh,
1: Spirit Tracks, thank you. Um, and then the originals. Mm. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I might have to take that. I might have to amend that. Link Between Worlds, Link to the Past, and then the other games, as I said. Uh, but yeah, Link Between Worlds is was a was the best top-down Zelda game, and I hope they take the lessons that they learned in that game and apply them here. I don't want to see what happened to Triforce Heroes happen to this game uh, because Tr- Triforce Heroes, I love that game, but it it took a lot of hits and deservedly so because of the multiplayer stuff. But uh, yeah, I I really want to see this game succeed and. It's such a good Zelda game. If you haven't played this game, you're missing out, man. Like, the development team behind this game, like, they really did something different with the Zelda franchise. And you should recognize, like, when when you see Goombas in a Zelda game, you know there's something special happening here.
0: So I I did not play originally on the Game Boy. Uh, On my my Game Boy, I didn't really play any Zeldas, I don't think. I played Mario, Pokemon, and Metroid primarily, honestly, on Game Boy. I went back and I played it when it, was very very early on the 3ds eShop. Shop. I went back and played the Wind DX on the 3ds eShop. Shop. Yes, I love the Zelda the- version, right? Hmm. Yes, and and I agree. Yeah, was it was I fairly that. short. I, I have to agree with that. Um, a- and oh. it was really really good. But I feel you mentioned earlier that you're you're your top down Zelda game like hierarchy there, your rankings, and it makes me. Surprised that they would do Link's Awakening actually because you know the, the general fan consensus seems to be, and I was talking to my friend earlier tonight about this too. Um, general fan consensus seems to be in terms of ones you would remake, uh, you have Link to the Past at the top, and then your, uh, your original Zelda One, and then the rest you're going to trickle down like Minish Cap, uh, uh etc. Oh, et I, really like and- I
1: actually like the uh, the what's the other one, the Four Swords, much more. Four
0: Swords. I did like Four Swords, yes. I, I have to agree there. I was gonna say I'll, I'll fight you on uh how Four Swords is probably better than uh Original Link to the Past. But oh well. But I don't want to get into that. Um so so uh what was I saying here? Oh yes, so it's it's a great game. It's fairly short, and it's not really one that I would expect them to to remake. I'm glad they are, because it's it's nice that they're remaking it, but like the ones the fans might want more are are like the original Zelda, etc.
1: Uh, Hell, I think people would really appreciate just them doing a HD version of a link between uh, a the link between worlds. Yeah, I, I the link I between worlds really would have like hyped up a lot of people, but because this one is so obscure and it's it's such a it's it's definitely on the older scale as far as Zelda games are concerned. Like we've mm-hmm. only we're only what like thirty. 233 years into like the Zelda franchise, and we're talking about a game that's 26 years old. It's one, it's it might be the most obscure outside of Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people don't talk about Zelda uh, 2. But... but yeah, it, it's really obscure. So it kind of makes sense that this is the remake game that we're getting. I think I think the expected thing. I think when we thought about a remake Zelda game on the Switch, I think the one that stood out the most was going to be uh skyward sword i think skyward sword was the expectation and this is nintendo subverting our expectations people expect twilight prince or i keep saying twilight princess skyward sword people expect skyward sword so we're gonna give them something way out in left field like they might as well have just remade oracles of uh ages and oracles of seasons because this is so obscure and in, in like the Zelda hierarchy of games, but it is up there with one of like, like if you're a huge, if you're a fan of Zelda, this is up there. It should be near your top as far as top-down Zelda games are concerned. It should, you know, it, the only games that should come ahead of it are console experiences, and and, uh, and
0: Link's Crossbow Training.
1: Oh God! <laughs> All right, kinda, like not, not for nothing. That game is actually <laughs> a lot more fun than people give it credit for. <laughs>
0: As a free game for the NES Zapper, uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, <laughs> uh, like, so I think that's you're exactly right. You know, you look at the big games that they port. They've ported uh, Ocarina of Time how many times at this point? And it's the one people, they eat it up. It's the big Zelda that everyone loves. It's Ocarina of Time. People want that. And, and then you're looking at, you know, we've already ported Wind Waker. We've ported Twilight Princess. You know, obvious next step would be Skyward Sword. But the, the change in direction where you're giving that same light you could be giving to Skyward Sword to a lesser-known game is actually brilliant because it's it's getting that game the attention it deserves. And I think that's great.
1: Well, it's just something to be said about subverting expectations as well. Like, sometimes the games that you want aren't necessarily the games you think about like right offhand. Like, mm-hmm. this is a game I never would have thought I would want to replay. Like, if... If you're just talking about which Zelda game would you actually, like, a remake of? Like Ocarina of Time. Uh, no, I'm not going to say Ocarina Time. Top, top down.
0: Like, uh, big like, to the past.
1: Like, I would... If you're, if you're asking me personally, I want an HD uh, Majora's Mask. Personally. Okay. I want an HD Majora's Mask. I want, like, a full-on Breath of the Wild, like, engine version of Majora's Mask. Majora's That's Mask. Like, okay. Personally, what, like, one of my favorite Zelda games in the franchise. But... Like this game, I wouldn't pick it off the top. Is what i am what is what I'm basically boiling my point down to is, I wouldn't have picked this game. But you put it in front of me and you make it look the way you make it look good. You you open it with a really nice trailer, and as a Zelda fan, I'm like, holy shit, that is a good game. It really is. And you forget that, like it's e- it's easy to. It's easy for that game to get lost in the shuffle of bigger Zelda games, but when it comes down to it, it really is a good game. And then you subverted my expectations because I didn't think I wanted it, but now that I see it, I'm like, "Yeah, can I have it tomorrow?" <laughs> that's that, like that's where I'm at right now. Can I actually like wake up in the morning and be playing this game? No, because they're not giving us release date. But if like I'm I'm amped for the game. I'm like I'm right there with it. Like I'm ready for this game to come out. Let's make it happen. I mean, so to to address uh, the shortness of the game, real quick, uh, I I'm curious
0: to see if they might add like some kind of second campaign, uh, similar to maybe like uh the uh, Mario Luigi saga where they had like a villains campaign, etc. I don't know exactly how that would work since I don't know if, if I can say the the what the game really is spoiler, um, as well as potentially what I might like more is bundle in a kind of new version of Triforce Heroes indoor Four Swords into this, you know, a second campaign. It's a multiplayer campaign, essentially. That's plays such as Four Swords or um, or Triforce Heroes might be cool as well.
1: It would actually kind of be cool to have, like, them add a, a dark world to the game like they did with Link Between Worlds, like that dark mm-hmm. Hyrule. Like, that I mean, be-
0: going back to the spoilers of what the game is, though. I mean, I mean it, it is, is a dream, cool. yeah. Oh, so you're just gonna say it okay,
1: cool. Yeah, up, man. This game okay. is 26 years old. If you okay, like, okay, 26 years old, you can't you can't spoiler warning a 26 year old game. The okay, game is yeah. a dream,
0: yes. It is all Link's dream, okay, boom. It's it's set. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how they could really do these other things, uh, Dark World and Link's dream, or other characters' campaigns in Link's dream, or three links, four links in Link's dream. I mean, it's a dream, and it could happen. It was a dream in school, but exactly. of two I don't of know. Me. I don't know. But I think multiple campaign, like a second campaign, could be cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. That would be my sort of take on that.
1: Uh, I'm just, like, really on board with this art direction, mm-hmm. though. Like They have so many different top-down art styles. Like, we have that Wind Waker top-down art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, the art style that they use for Link Between, Link Between Worlds. Worlds. The, and now we have this. It exists, yeah, and It would have been really easy for them to use one of the pre-existing art styles like this game isn't graphically intensive Mm -hmm. Like they're not trying to push the the graphics, you know engine Mm -hmm. on this particular game So it would have been really easy for them to just take the existing assets and just rebuild You know the game world, but Mm -hmm. they're like, no, let's let's do it. Let's do it right Let's build a new art engine for this game and it it's so damn cute it doesn't look that cute, but it does, which I guess really helps. That like when it comes down to it, like that cute art style really helps the fact when you know that this game is a dream. Mm-hmm. Like Link's I mean, my dream. One thing that
0: I think, um, you, when you mentioned the like, reason art style, I think that the the art stuff from Link Between Worlds would have been great, especially with the yes. the design of Link in this game. It's very akin to the design of Link in you know, a Link to the Past and you know, Link Between Worlds. Um, and so I think just as Link goes, that could have been a good fit. The world would fit pretty well. It's tile-based um, once again, but I'm not complaining. This looks like a very cute, fun game. It reminds right, me a lot of Pokemon Rumble, that yeah. cute art style. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know what else is most you know, trippy though is that like when you see that tr- like the the animated cutscene and switching between
0: those though. Yeah, like, you, like
1: the, the art direction for the cutscene is much more like like, hardcore anime style yeah. versus the actual gameplay game,
0: art. Yeah, that it, threw me off.
1: It, it It's a weird juxtaposition, but I ultimately think that kind of helped, like, what I was saying, Link's Awakening is a dream. So maybe, like, the opening cutscene that you see is done in that art style to kind of hammer in the point that Link is dreaming. Okay, and, I that, can see it. So, like, Because that's, like, the whole point, like, that's the whole thing about the game is, like, you you find out at the end of the game that he's dreaming, like oh shit, I'm awake now. <laughs> Link's <on>. awakening, <laughs> exactly. Like like the whole game being a dream, for it to have like for for the for the the gameplay art style to be different from the animated cutscene art, really helps kind of cement the fact that it is that there's something off at the very least. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't, if I hadn't gone and spoiled the game, it would like it might have just been <laughs> it might have been off to you that. Why does the cutscene look this way, and then the the art style for the overall gameplay look completely different? But still, I actually really do enjoy this art style. It's very cool to see Link in this way because it, it kind of gives me Zelda One vibes. Like it's it's weird, but like this is kind of how like like six year old Dennis envisioned the game in his mind. It's oh like death. the game in my mind's eye, and. It looks really good. It just—it just looks fantastic, man. I'm—I'm I'm ready for this game now, and I didn't think I wanted it, man. Like I said, the, the subversion of my expectations really, like, really makes me anticipate like this game. Like, that's what Nintendo's really good at, man. They're making—they're good at like making remake games that you didn't think you want, and telling you you want them, and you're like, you're right, I do want it. How do you know? How do? Because they're know?
0: Nintendo. They know a good product when they see it, when they make it, rather. <laughs> and we know them when we see them, because Nintendo made it.
1: <laughs> I'm actually really surprised at the the fan outpouring. Like this game, more than any, I think, really blew people's minds. Like if you look at my, just me personally going through my Twitter feed, I was really surprised to see how many people like were excited about this. Uh, whereas like Mario After Party, I was talking to him before the show, uh, he's totally not excited about this. He's played the original Link's Awakening on the D- on the Game Boy. And he didn't like it then, so he's he's gonna skip out on this one. But uh, he seems to be like the outlier because everywhere else I'm like I look, I'm like everybody's like super amped. He trending on Twitter. It was trending when I last checked. I haven't been on Twitter. I mean,
0: I, I have not been at any social media to to view it. So that's like I'm not sure if people like it or not, because I'm worried Wind Waker kinda kinda you know what happened with that I mentioned earlier, and this I, is it's a very still
1: it, okay. Link's Awakening and Zelda are the top two things in my trending list right now. Okay, followed by Mario Maker. So this is how how my Twitter looks right now. Link's Awakening number one, then Zelda number two then Mario Maker 2, then Astral Chains then Tetris 99, then Tetris Battle Royale, and then Switch and then thanks Oppie, Melly, and the Masked Singer. That's <laughs> These are the things that are trending right now on Twitter. But you know, of the what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things that are trending. Eight of them are Nintendo.
0: That's impressive. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Ah, oh, man. But yeah, I this is this is one of the best directs we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I'm so much. And I know there's some stuff that that wasn't in the direct that I think we just have to briefly talk about. Mm-hmm. But man, for me personally, this was a great direct. And just not Five minutes before the Direct started, I'm seeing Mario Maker 2, Mario Maker 2, Mario Maker 2. Then they opened it with Mario Maker. Uh-huh. Then they closed close the damn show with, with Zelda. With, with Zelda, the game that I did not think so. 2017, Mario and a Zelda game. 2018 was a little bit quiet. 2019, Mario and a Zelda game in the same calendar year. And yeah, maybe they're not as big as the previous two Mario Zelda games, but they're still... Fantastic. Great. Yes, let's get it, man. First party Nintendo wrecking shit, man. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: And I, I like how you mentioned that this is a fantastic direct, and also that you mentioned we are missing things, because it was a great direct even though we were missing these things. And, and I was not anticipating to be able to pull this off without a lot of these hot titles that a lot of fans were
1: expecting or anticipating.
0: Uh, yeah. Do we want to get into that
1: now? or? Yeah. Talk about them real quick. Uh yes. we well, super long, but yeah, let's briefly mention yes. them. So what's missing? Animal crossing, bayonetta three, Pokemon. Bayonetta 3. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially Pokemon. You, you have to think, especially with this week, the significance mm-hmm. of this week,
0: and then Pokemon.
1: Not, yes. Uh it's Pokemon Day. Uh yes. Yesterday. Yesterday was Pokemon mm-hmm. Day. But the anniversary. Pokemon, they're doing a whole week-long celebration of Pokemon. And we got no Pokemon Direct announcement. Mm -hmm. We got no Pokemon Direct information today. So we didn't get Pokemon. We didn't get Bayonetta. We know what's going on with Metroid, so that's not so important. But we didn't get Animal Crossing or Mm Pikmin. I think Animal Crossing is the the more anticipated game. And I think it's Mm -hmm. insane that they didn't even show a screenshot. They didn't even say, hey, we're just not even a release date. No Animal Crossing whatsoever. I know there's got to be a contingency of people who are like, what the fuck, Nintendo? What the absolute fuck? They're like, we're gonna, it's like Nintendo, we're gonna show you this so that you don't think about that. Uh huh. Zelda, <laughs> <laughs> like, it yeah, was, it was weird that Animal Crossing wasn't there because it's not like we mm-hmm. didn't know about it, but it, it kind of makes me worry about the release schedule for Animal Crossing. Like, the way it seems right now, if it does come out calendar this year, it's looking like the December game. At this rate,
0: yeah. I was gonna say as I think we're gonna have to see a more later holiday release for Animal Crossing than my anticipated summer release. Um, but also I wanna I wanna mm-hmm. briefly talk about the release dates just in general. We got a lot of release dates a lot of, a lot of things. Um oh, we also got
1: I, Mansion. We did not see the Luigi's No.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh going back to release dates, we got um our delay on Emblem Three Houses, but we also got a new date just confirmed it's not like tentative you know this a date. it's it's this is the day it's actually coming and i like that especially coming off of the transparency of of um metroid prime four instead of just having like you know there's there's no actual any window honestly for that at this point and so to not to just say like Emblem was being delayed until this time ish it's it, i would have been kind of heartbroken to see not only metroid but also Fire Emblem be like Delayed like that. I mean, it's not as bad, especially with Prime Four, but I I would have been upset. But they they gave us the date that is the new date, and I'm happy about that.
1: Yeah. No, this this direct was good, but he, like I don't know. M- maybe it's because the games that they showed for the for the most part got me really excited that mm-hmm. I didn't really think about the the glaring omissions until a few hours later. I agree. I didn't think about Animal Crossing. I didn't think about Luigi's Mansion. I didn't think about Pokemon. Pokemon really slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's because like Pokemon Let's Go was still really fresh for me that like mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. But it you know it wasn't like my early predictions. Like uh, like it was like when I would, before this direct happened, I had like a list in my mind of like things that I that would be guaranteed to be shown during this direct. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, we're definitely gonna see Luigi's Mansion. We're definitely gonna see Yoshi. We're definitely gonna see. Animal Crossing, these are things that I thought were guaranteed mm-hmm. today. We got none of those. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. But I and, and Bayonetta. Like we got confirmation that today that they're it's still yeah, happening. Yeah, but like hey, that's it. It makes me wonder if platinum might be stretching themselves a little thin with the uh Astral Chains game. Maybe Astral Chains is more of a priority than Bayonetta right now
0: i mean potentially i feel like i'm not entirely sure how big platinum is but i i mean i feel like i compare a lot especially after this like i'm gonna just think of them as one of the same i think of uh, platinum very akin to monolith soft the makers of xenoblade um in that they even though they are a smaller studio uh monolith soft they make a lot of big games and they make a lot of games honestly And we also don't have uh, any new model, the soft game announced either. Uh, We did see that they were hiring for a new game as well as I think they were doing Uh, another game
1: that art for it. And we haven't seen anything since then, Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with because like, yes, take your time because if you can make a franchise as strong as Xenoblade has, has become, then then I'm always, I'm willing to accept silence. That's the thing. Mm-hmm, agree. I agree. As, as a long-time Nintendo fan, I've learned that sometimes you just have to accept silence as a good thing. Um, and when they aren't silent about something, that's when I'm more worried, uh, which is why when they weren't silent about Metroid, I was really happy because mm-hmm. they're like, it's not where it's supposed to be, and we're not going to give you that. So... Better that Nintendo be quiet about something. So hopefully that applies to Platinum, but you you never know mm-hmm. like platinum. Yeah. It it can be the games are either really good or they're terrible. Yeah. I'm talking about Ninja Turtles specifically. Ugh. Visually that game looked good though. That's the sad part. Is like Yeah, visually,
0: all, all Platinum's games look good visually.
1: Like I wanted to love that game. I, I really did. And then I just I wanted to murder Babies, once I started playing. <laughs> oh boy, that's a bit drastic, don't you think? It's just a game. Don't let it get um, you, man. You know, the I think is like that's the last game I played on my PS3 before it fried. Oh, Actually, it killed the PS3. I, I think it fried the PS3. Like I can't even get the game out of the PS3. Like I pl- I put the game in, I started playing, and then it went black. And that's then- what
0: happened with my Wii and Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus did that to my Wii.
1: I was like, what happened? It just killed my PS3. Mm -hmm. It It is what it is. No, but still let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and like wrap up our overall thoughts. Yes. Mm -hmm. For for me, this was a really good direct, uh, especially considering that it took a while to get to this point We're we're almost, we're halfway through February, you know, Mm -hmm. we're at the halfway point of February. So, you know, Everybody anticipated a January direct. I Personally, I was, like, not there with it this time. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think we need be a direct because we knew about a whole bunch of games coming. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think we need a direct. I think we know about the games that are on the horizon. But then we get today, and then we start to see, like, these games that I didn't think were coming out. Like, Astro Chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Astral Chains, mind-blowing. Uh, then... Uh, Oninooki, Oninuka I can't remember. Oninako? Oninako, I guess that's the name. I have to look it up now. Damn it.
0: I mean, with a name like that, I just want more Okami on the Switch. Like, give us a third Okami game, give us an Okami Denport. but hearing that name, speaks because you want Okami, actually.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta talk to Capcom about that one. I mean, hey, Capcom's been given some good support,
0: though. Hell, I, I believe that can help- make it.
1: We got a Hellblade coming out, man. Oh Oninaki. Oninaki. Wow. Oninaki. Okay. Oninaki. Like games like Oninaki, Astro Chains, uh, and then Hellblade, Cinema Sacrifice. We're getting some titles. Then then just from first party, Link's Awakening, Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. These th- 2019 has a strong lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's good too. It's 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 definitely welcome because as good as 2017 was phenomenal for the Switch. I think Mm -hmm. it's the best launch year that I've ever seen for any particular console, period. 2018, we saw the downside of having such a strong launch year. Uh, Now, ultimately, we did end up getting a Pokemon game and a Smash game in in 2018, but we got them in, like, November and December.
0: December. Yeah, very late into the year.
1: Exactly, so... Yeah, looking at 2018, or I'm sorry, looking into 2019 going forward, we have a lot of big games uh, just from this direct alone on top of Luigi's Mansion 3, Mm -hmm. on top of a potential Animal Crossing game launching this year. I'm going to say potential because I'm starting to think it's going to slip real late. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're looking at a very strong uh, calendar year for the Nintendo Switch. So, yeah, Nintendo's really made a concerted effort to make the Switch its best console. Uh, yeah, right? As of right now, looking at the games that we've had from launch to the games that we know are going to be coming out by the end of this calendar year, this might be Nintendo's best console. <sighs> I this think strong. Support.
0: I, it is extremely strong start for this year. I will. I will definitely agree. Uh, especially comparatively uh, to last year, we're looking at a lot of of healthy release windows for a lot of games. Uh, you know, Mario Maker Two is coming like June, June? right? Yeah, that's yeah. right around the corner,
1: essentially. Uh, right, right around E three. I wouldn't be surprised. You know mm-hmm. how they always like tend to release a game during E three. Yeah, this might be that game that launches at the same time that E3 is happening. Oh, for sure.
0: And I think also, like, if we get another Nintendo World Championships, another Mario Maker Finals.
1: Oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. Yeah,
0: that was good. I liked that. That was a good way to end it. Um, anyways, though, back on topic, we're getting it, it makes for a very strong gear, especially if they haven't even seen all of Nintendo's hand, is, is the craziest yeah, we part. Still,
1: we still have E3, and mm-hmm. we still have Pokemon announcement. And, uh-huh.
0: even, like, yeah.
1: just potentially more games that we don't know about. Oh, man, mm-hmm. that's crazy to even think about right now, especially after this Direct, to know that there may be more games. Uh-huh. Plus, plus, Nintendo's continued support of existing titles.
0: And just third-party stuff in general. Getting all these sort of games, you know, they've been around for a while, like Hellblade and uh, Dead by Daylight. You know, Just having them there is always, always appreciated, though. Uh, like, it's... Uh, Mar- Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, you know, seeing these games sort of come back from the dead, too, of these, you know, beloved characters and franchises and, and being, you know, something different, a multiplayer co-op game, which just isn't quite as as abundant right now. It's, like, only really Monster Hunter is the big one, I want to say, is the only co-op multiplayer game. Uh, and to see something drastically different, too, in a sort of, um, story-based campaign, Uh, um... I don't want to say a beat em because not a beat-em-up, but, like, game, a story game where you play <laughs> a, a, through a campaign. It's just a lot of fun. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I think Switch is it's a good year to be a Switch owner. You have a lot of good games from the previous two years and a lot of good stuff coming. And, and yeah, Nintendo's
1: gonna going to keep that Just now getting a Switch, dude, could you imagine? Like, if you, if you got a Switch over the holiday break, over, like, you know, the Christmas... You know, I couldn't game, handle
0: that backlog. The backlog, like, would be yeah, dude.
1: Amazing. That backlog is like, just because you think about all the year one games, because you you know like, Breath of the Wild, Mario the Odyssey, marks, Odyssey, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, mm-hmm. uh, potentially Sonic Mania if you didn't get that on another console, uh Arms, Splatoon two, just look at the ge- and then year two Smash, Pokemon Let's Go, and a bunch of like indie titles that really cemented their way in twenty uh twenty eighteen, like Celeste, Hollow mm-hmm. Knight. Yeah. Hollow Knight, yeah. Uh just the, the Shovel Knight, uh all the uh, yeah, all
0: cards. those uh chronicles, those different versions, yeah. Yeah uh, like, for sure. You're
1: looking, you're looking at a very big backlog of games like dude, there's, there's no way. Like if you didn't buy a switch at launch, you just you're hit you gotta make some sacrifices. Yeah, Starlink. Yeah, you're 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 too many good games. Too many good games, and I'm... Man, it's really... Man, I, I'm really happy to be a Nintendo fanboy at this moment because it was so hard during the Wii U era. It was. <laughs> I, I started this show during the, you know... Wii U era. Yeah, during the Wii U era, and it was... It was, it was hard, man. It was hard. Especially and reporting
0: now, on like, news when there's not much.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, that... That's why the show was a lot more, uh, like... Uh, discussion based then or topic formatted like we picked Mm -hmm. topics and we focused a lot on Nintendo's history and because of what of the of the shift in how Nintendo handles things now there's not time for that yeah we don't we don't get to do a whole lot of topic driven episodes like obviously I do want to go back to that format you know Mm -hmm. in the near future because some of my favorite episodes explore you know you know topics like the history of a franchise or the history of a console. Those are some of my favorite episodes to do. The problem is like right now it's like we're not in that – that state of mind can't be – I can't have that state of mind right now. I have to be focused on like what's happening constantly. But I promise you we will get back to those more topic-driven episodes. Uh, but, yeah, for me, strong direct. Uh, but anyway, guys, we've been going on for a while. I'm going to have to split this episode up because it's good and long. That's fine with me. We did that with no commercial breaks today either. So <laughs> we, we were just knocking through this direct. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I always expect, I always expect uh, Nintendo Directs and E3 episodes to be longer because they Nintendo typically likes to throw a crap ton of games out all at once. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, guys. We gotta let you go, but before we do, we gotta hit you up with these social media links. You can hit me up on Twitter at nice1983. You can hit me up by email, nice 1983 at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Nintendo PowerZone. If you're a fan of this podcast, you can always download new episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, stream new episodes on Stitcher Radio. But if you wanna watch us live like you're doing right now, you can catch us right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo PowerZone. Uh blues, how can they hit you up, brother?
0: Um, as always, on Twitter, at VKingBlues. Blues, is Blues, always, spelled B-L-O-O-Z. Uh, same thing with YouTube and Twitter, uh, or YouTube and Twitch. Uh, and one last thing I'd like to mention, uh, for the next episode of Super Nerds, uh, I did not get uh, my my guest star, my interviewee, uh, to respond back, unfortunately. Uh, so that's going to be can. I'll look for another Super Nerd. Uh, but uh, I want to give him a shout-out. He makes a lot of great work. Um, so it's uh he has an Instagram page uh, at Dan, Dan E Link One, uh D-D-A-N-I-L-I-N-K. And D-A-N-I-L-I-N-K. he makes a lot of good um props, I guess is the word. He makes uh like stages for Smash Bros, like dioramas for his amiibo, a lot of cool like sculpture fan art, etc. Um, and I, go check him out. He's a lot of great amazing work. Unfortunately I did not get an interview with him, but I will keep the series going on that regard too um yeah
1: awesome so i actually look forward to the next episode of super nerds but anyway guys it's late we gotta go ahead and get out of here. thank you guys so much for watching and listening and uh we'll be back in two weeks all right so deuces <laughs>